two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. Episode 250. Woo! We got 250 episodes. This is amazing. Can you imagine, Sarge? We started back in May of 2015. (laughs) <laughs> it's, a good th- it's a good thing no one's paying us that's right <laughs> 250 episodes of pure enjoyment of this this is just therapy that's all this is this is therapy sessions for me and sarge oh it's therapy all right <clears throat> what's going on sarge how you doing uh, uh doing well missed my raid thing yesterday not happy about it but you missed your raid thing should've... what do you mean what do you mean yeah that friend drama friend drama last night i had to leave the house go take care of some stuff so oh. I, I, didn't make, I didn't make i didn't make the raid we don't want no drama 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 yep <clears throat> those of you that don't know what generation x gaming is it's a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week and we rant along the way um <clears throat> what's it called we are here every thursday from 8 p.m eastern we were on twitch we were on mixer we were on facebook we were back on twitch and now we found a home, and it's only on YouTube.com slash 30 Gaming. If you would like to help us out in any way, shape, or form, hit that like button down below. It's absolutely free. Hit the subscribe button so you know uh, when we go live and post new episodes here. Hit that notification so you don't miss it. And if you'd like to go above and beyond that, you can hit the join member button to be a part of 30 Instill Gaming to help Generation X Gaming and the podcast uh, moving forward. All right, so on today's, on today's episode, we have a bunch, a bunch of news i mean i think we're in the we're past the ass load and we're into the shit ton we're in the shit ton of news stories um and because it's the episode 250 we might go a little extra than two hours because why not right we have a lot of stories surprise (laughs) so how's it going chat um we might even do some poll questions if i know how to do that we might do some poll questions in the community poll in down below uh and I don't have any links or anything to post in chat. It would literally be just in the, in the community section, and we'll we'll try. We, we might try one or two today on the uh, the new stuff. So, and we have ultra latency, super ultra latency. If someone types in chat, we can literally see it instantaneously, and we will answer you. But poll questions. You know what I'm talking about? Lies, booger. See what I'm saying? I I'm like right on it. As soon as you guys say it, I'm. I'm there. It's ultra, ultra, super ultra latency. So <clears throat> let's get started, Sarge. We have a we have a ton of stuff to talk about, and I kind of wanted to talk about this uh, this first uh, this first one submitted by Waterbear. Right, he just submitted this one at the very end, right right at the tail end before he went live. He he got a submit a question in right right at the the tail end. It's Sony lies placed. Oh, I'm sorry. Sony lies. That's not what it says. But they do lie. They do lie. <laughs> Sony files PlayStation patent to help people that are terrible at video games be better. Now, we've we've seen stuff like this before. 
uh, they're not the first, but they are the first to patent it. <laughs> okay, they're the first to patent it. So <clears throat> Sony has filed a new patent to help PlayStation gamers terrible at video games be better or at least feel better while playing PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Every couple of months, a new PlayStation patent services online. The newest title uses the machine learning to increase or decrease level of difficulty in beating video game opponents described as AI technology that would adapt to players' skill, decrease and increase the difficulty to provide the ideal level of challenge. The concept isn't exactly new, but the patent is that the technology protects it, and it sounds quite advanced. Naturally, the patent itself, which can be viewed here, is packed full of technical jargon and dense details that are difficult to decipher. That said, more or less, the patent describes a technology that collects data on players' patterns. That's exactly why they're doing it. The, the players' patterns, including player strategies, combine it with other relevant data like success rate and skill and technology makes changes to AI and its behavior to either accommodate for players that struggle with the section of the game or a player bowling through it or blowing through it. In other words, it allows the AI to adapt on the fly to the player. Now, what this would look like in practice remains to be seen. It also remains to be seen if this would be a system-side technology or a game-side piece of technology. What do you think about this, Sarge? What do you think about Sony filing patents? That right, well, let's, yeah, go ahead. let's just let's, let's just call it. I, I, I call bullshit immediately. I'm calling bullshit immediately. All that patent's going to do is basically give them a reason why they want to track you like how you play what game, what games you play how long you play that's what the patent is having to do with getting making it better for a player like trying to help them learn how to play a game is complete nonsense so what you're telling me is for the last 20 years nobody can code ai properly because it's too fucking difficult ai coding is just really hard very difficult to get good ai all of a sudden we're going to have master AI that knows how good you are and they're going to change difficulty on the fly because they're going to know your pattern. Like, no, no, I don't believe that for fucking one fucking second. Okay. Not one, not one. Okay. <laughs> now a patent, a patent, let, let's, let's reverse the language, a patent that will constantly be language. online. See what games you play how long you play them, and how far into the game you get before right. you cry and put the controller down. And then PlayStation swoops on in and goes, oh, he already went 30% in, didn't get past the third boss. Let's see if we can sell him some cool armor or weapons so he can make it to the next level. Let's put that stuff. Like, that's that's what that is. That's, that's, that's what that is. That is. That's, that is what it is. Yeah, there, there's... You know, do you know how you get good at video games? By, you play fucking by, video by, games by playing video games. You play you play fucking video games. There, yeah. Nobody's playing a video game and just goes, "Oh, well, that's it." Uh, I I wish I had someone teaching me how to play this game. Otherwise, I would keep playing it more. And that that'll be the commercial. Right. That'll be the commercial. It'll be some kid playing. He's like, "Oh, I died again." Can you get Pat? Can you get me past that level, bro? I sure can, Timmy. <laughs> I'm too busy. I I can't take care of your shit game skills <laughs> I, go, I wish there was a way i could get better at video games playstation coming in to save you we're going to show you how to play all the cool games do the fast armor weapons make sure you get potions that fall from the sky in case you're about to die we're going to make little timmy badass and then little timmy goes back to it and he's like picking his brother's ass he's like how the fuck are you kicking my ass 
I learned from PlayStation. <laughs> Bullshit. Bullshit. It, Bullshit. So I have, I have a question. So a game like Dark Souls that's supposed to be, or Sekiro, but not Sekiro. What was the, what was the other uh, Souls-like game that was um, just like Dark Souls? It was another another hack and slasher. What what about those games that are supposed to be difficult? They just become super easy and then not yeah, just, easy, and they kind of yeah, just, yeah, it's Sekiro. Demon, it was Sekiro, right? Instead of instead of a, a demon, it turns into like a Smurf, or or a fucking Ewok. Like it, it's a real easy enemy to kill if you get better at it. I just I just don't understand something like this. Why why they would want something like this? Well, I understand why the company would want something like this. Right, because of it's data. Targeted sales. Yeah, yeah. It's called targeted sales. Well, it's also it's also if they can see what the player's data is, I would assume if you're a company like a Sony and you have first party titles, and you want more games that are live service or more players can play, or you know what I'm saying, like they want that data of how players play, so they can it'll input be, that. It'll so, be an agreement. It'll be an agreement when you turn on your PlayStation. Do you want to opt in? for being able to help you p learn how to play the game. And then from that point on, you're in. And they're just tracking everything well, you do. Well, not only are they tracking you, but I think it also helps the publisher on the other end, the dev that, for instance, let's say uh, Sony says, well, let's say we have 250 employees at this, at this certain company. And, you know, 20 guys, 30 guys are working on AI technology. Well, now they don't have to work. Those guys don't have a job anymore because now, because the patent is collecting all the data, from how players play and how to make the AI smarter or dumber or whatever on, on the fly, basically they don't need those coders anymore to create the AI anymore. The AI will just learn from, from shadowing. Think about the AI as a taskmaster, all right? Taskmaster's ability is, is he, he can learn by just watching you and then knows your moves and then does it better. Okay, that's basically what this patent is. It's Taskmaster. They should probably just call it Taskmaster. Okay, he's gonna he's gonna grab your 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 talents and then encode it into the AI to make it easier or harder based on your skill level. I don't know, chat. What do you think about this? Do you guys do you guys think this is something that is is stupid, or do you guys think it's it's whatever? Like you don't care. You're like, eh, who cares? Thirty. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about it. No, you, I don't, don't, you, you don't care until every time you play a game, there's a fucking microtransaction window telling you how to get good. Get good. Right. Well, remember, remember they also didn't Activision do a patent that. So think about this patent playing Call of Duty on PlayStation, but with Activision's patent about seeing the, nightmare, seeing the coding of it's a nightmare. You're sucking at the game and the guy that killed you with this gun. OK, now they're going to sell you this gun and then it automatically makes you better. <laughs> Both patents combine yeah. to become it one all... mega ass patent. Yeah, after you whatever whatever happens to be the game, if you're dying in a multiplayer game or you're dying in a single player game, the window pops up in the corner, just goes, "Hey, that's your fifth time dying. Are you tired of dying, uh, right. from that guy? You right? get good, get good, do, 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 dollar, get good. dollar microtransaction. Little Which... thing pops in the corner, just get good, get, get good." <laughs> Like I can't. I, it's a fucking nightmare, dude. It's a fucking nightmare. So, so now basically, apparently, there's a huge market in people sucking at video games, and so we're gonna ex we're gonna expedite this shit. Right, right. I don't know. I think it's uh, it's uh, well. Thanks for giving us that that article there, Water. 
I think it's good. All right, the next article I want to bring up. This this Sarge, I actually I actually liked, right? I, I saw this the other night. I went off. I went through all the emotions in about it felt like 10 minutes, but it was like an hour. Okay, I went through all the emotions. Okay. I found this article talking about WWF WrestleFest sequel called Retromania Wrestling gets new gameplay trailer. Okay. And when I saw this, I was like, this, this, this is amazing. This is the wrestling game that I played when I was a kid. I used to just, just dump quarters in. I would ride my bike down to this pizza place in New York because that's the place that had it. And then when it had the arcade in Florida, we would go to the bowling alley or you go to the, we'd go to boomers. We would go to places to play quarter muncher to wrestle fast. Okay. Mostly the bowling alley had this game. But yeah, it was it's called WrestleFest, okay? It was called WrestleFest. Okay. Yeah, I, I, let me tell you, what I was literally talking to Sarge, if I could find this on the arcade cabinet, WrestleFest, I would 100% get the get the cabinet. 100%. Yeah, you, could, you could just custom get a custom cabinet. Yeah, I know they have $1200 and you get it 500 games yeah. into a cabinet. Right. So this is WrestleFest. The graphics are exactly the same. Let me show you let me show you some uh some video here super 90s graphics it's like a high me, res now like just, a high res 8 bit yeah. or 16 yeah. bit so it's called retro mania wrestling and i had dreams sarge i had dreams remember those tournaments we used to do with the nintendo nes wrestling right with just yeah. pro wrestling i saw this and i was like oh dude i'm gonna totally do tournament wrestling with everyone online Right, I was hyped up for this game. I was like, "Dude, three-man tag team, four-man tag team, six-man battle royale, eight on, you know, four on four, eight, eight-man battle royale." I was like, "Ready to pull the trigger on this?" Okay. Why is the ring on fire? What's all that about? I was, Why is I, there fire around I, I, the ring? I was ready to bring this, and then the next thing I know, okay, the next thing I know, there is no multiplayer online. No multiplayer looks- online. It looks like exactly like WrestleFest. Yeah, it's the sequel. It's and, the sequel and it's, to it. And it's a it's a parody of every wrestler that we grew up with, with well, different names. Well, they have new current wrestlers and they have old wrestlers. They have Legion of Doom and stuff in there. Every, right? Everybody I see is someone I remember from the past, man. Like, you got the Blue Meanie, right? They got they got they got yep. people from WWF, WWE, uh, WWE, uh, ECW, WCW, right? They have all these and. They say they're they're this is a really fun game to play. It comes out February 26th, okay? I'm I'm excited about this game. Okay? Then it wasn't multi- Oh my god, that's loud. The- <laughs> okay. So then there was no multiplayer, okay? I was out. I was so hyped, Sarge. I was like, this is awesome. We're going to play this online. It's going to be fun for streaming and everything. We're going to play this on Friday night. No multiplayer. Only, only local. So I emailed the guy instantaneously after I was sad. Okay. Next morning, he got back to me. I said, I'm not buying your game. I was like, this game needs to be online. This game needs to be online. Okay. He gets back to me and says, uh, you know, you know let, me, let me bring it up. I will bring up the email and read it to you. Because I'm, I'm amazed. I'm amazed, first off, that he got back to me so fast. Okay. Um, let me see. Where is it? 
It came oh, he's out. probably not sleeping. He's probably not sleeping while trying to sell his video game. Oh, probably like, like every like every beginning developer is right. When like trying to sell like I think game. everyone should struggle with right. They they should they should be like that. Um, what was it Tuesday night, guys? When I said it to him, so did he email me back on Wednesday? Let me just bring up. Uh, let me let me go to my email over here. So I was super excited about it, and then I was disappointed in it, and then uh, he got back to me, and I was like amazed. I was like, oh no shit. I was like, he got back to me. So, oh, that's why it's on a different email account. It's on my other email account. He gets back to me and says, mm, he says, <laughs> he says, thanks for the email. As I, I, as we do not disagree with you, online play would be awesome. We just do not currently have the resources to do it. Okay. So it's probably a really small team. I would assume a really small team. Yeah. Okay. We yeah. started down the path early on and realized in order to do it correctly, which I like, Okay, it would take some dedicated resources that I could not afford, meaning he's putting it out there saying that he's probably fronting the money for this or raised enough money where that's all the resources he could get. Right. I could not yep. afford it if I wanted to finish the game. Now, I made a decision to focus on gameplay and making it the best offline experience that I can. My thought process is enough people really enjoy the gameplay and it leads to good word of mouth and additional sales I would reinvest into online play, okay? Being a Imagine that. Being a small indie developer, I just couldn't afford to add every feature. I wanted to still finish in complete game. Complete game, okay? So the com so a compromise is a really fun 2D arcade style wrestling game with a lot of different game modes and cool uh, electric roster, okay? Uh, we are hoping that people will have a lot of fun with it and spread the word, and then we can use this in launching point to add additional features to the game, right? Hope that helps you. I know why we, we I, I hope you know why we made this decision We that we did, okay? I got back to him, and I said, thank you very much for, for getting back to me so quick. I'm a big fan of this WrestleFest back when I was a kid, okay? I want this game to be successful. I said, I'm going to purchase your game because of the answer he gave me. This wasn't a copy pasta email, okay? This was, he, I, he wrote to me, okay, about what was going on and gave me, a, I think, a pretty, you know, open book of what's, what's happening and what he's doing and being very open about it. So I said, you know what? You got a sale for me, buddy. I'm going to buy it, okay? I'm going to buy it. I'm going to play it online. And I'm going to promote the shit out of it because I want to see this game have online. I want to see this game have online. Right? And I would like to see it have DLC. And if there's DLC that you pay for, you pay for it. If it's a complete game and it's a fun game and he didn't he didn't want to compromise, then I'm going to give him a shot. Great price point. It's $24 or $30 after pre-order. If you don't pre-order it, okay, it goes up in price, which is like a Kickstarter. Okay, And again, I have no association with this game. I saw it the other day. I was super excited about it. And I said, oh, man, I'm disappointed that it's not online. But, okay, now... He got back to me, so I feel that he earned my sale for being an indie developer. And he he said all the key words to me, Sarge. He said, I wanted to make a complete game. I didn't want to compromise and 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 have it, you know, and I wanted to make a game complete when it launched. I wanted to make it fun and word of mouth. If it's a good game, people will play it. Word of mouth, people will buy it, so on and so forth. Imagine, imagine the possibilities if every developer was like this, okay? Like, of course he wants to make money. Right, and That's I'm sure. The end game, right, and I'm sure that one day he'll want to make all the money. But right now, he doesn't need to make all the money. He wants to just make sure he makes a good game 
and getting the good graces as an indie developer making a game going, hey, look, this is what we can do. Think about what we could do if we had more. Right? And then, who knows, 10 years from now, he'll have Retromania Wrestling 17, and I'll make microtransactions to change the shorts on your guy. I don't know if that's, you know, you know what I'm saying? But right now, I, I'm, I'm a fan of it, so I'm going to go out to get Retromania Wrestling. And if you like well, Retromania Wrestling... That's, that, that's because that this wrestling game is actually better than any wrestling game that's been out in the last four years. Right, okay. Basically, what's going to happen here, folks... I am going to buy Retromania Wrestling. It comes out on the 26th. You know what comes out on the 25th, Sarge? The demo, okay? The demo to Outriders. Maybe. Okay? I will Maybe. be playing on this channel, 30 and Still Gaming, Friday night. We are going to play on the 26th. We're going to play Retromania Wrestling, okay? You can just do all NPCs. We're going to have the chat. Okay, I'm going to have polls on who they think is going to win, and we're just going to have a good old time watching computer wrestle. We're going to have computer wrestling matches, and we're going to have fun with Tremania wrestling, and I'm going to promote it. I'm going to stream it, and I'm going to promote it because out of my own, I have no tie with them. They didn't ask me to do it just because I'm a fan of WrestleFest back in the day, and I want to see this game succeed. I want to see this game succeed, and it look, if it sucks, I'll let you know. But if it's fun, I'm also going to let you know that it's a, it's, it's a fun game. So that's where we stand with uh, Retro well, Mania the, the Wrestling. Bar set pretty, the bar is set pretty low. If I'm going to compare it to, you know, WrestleMania, the, the new one that came out last Subject. year, like, it's, it's gotta, <laughs> it doesn't have to do much to win. But that's just it, though, right? Like, it doesn't have the best graphics, right? But that's not true. Let's, for, for the game, for the game that it is, it has really good graphics. Right? No, 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 no. I no, I I, I understand that. What I'm what I'm saying is, hold on. Let me. Is this the uh, the YouTube channel? Yeah. I mean, look look at it look at it again. Look look at just look. It looks fun. It it it's nostalgic. But look at the gameplay. The gameplay actually looks. They have moves. This looks better. A hundred thousand times better than WWE wrestling from THQ and and that that shit fest wrestling game they gave last year. Okay. This just looks like a good time to play right you got all these different moves you're you're it's fire match did you steal steel cage did you notice one of the wrestling matches yeah. did you notice the, the steel cage match did you notice this let me see if i can pause it and go back did you notice this wrestling ring right here sarge what wrestling ring is this hold on come on where is it what what wrestling match ring is that right there oh dude that's the that's the toy ring that's the toy the, that, that's, ring. that's the toy that's the toy ring that had the wrestling. Yes, the that's the that's the not, not the not the big rubber wrestlers, the smaller plastic yeah, ones. Yeah, the that plastic the wrestlers. Moves. Yes, that's the toy ring. That's right the there. toy ring, right? That's awesome. Come on now, okay. That's the and, and those are the two circles on the edge. Like that's the actual toy ring, like the two little things on the side there. That's from the toy. Yes, that's the toy ring. Yeah, that's the toy ring. Absolutely. T tell me that's not badass. Come on, that's good stuff. There's other little things here. They have they they show in other videos. They have like podcasters on the outer edge, like real name of podcasters that are playing. I mean, that's our goal, Sarge. By by number three hundred, maybe we could get a Generation X gaming podcast on, on the on the ring side over there. I just I just saw the little window pop up of the guy talking to the camera, and then does he really turn around and run to go into the yes. ring like he used to do in the old, yes. in the old wrestling? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Look right yeah. here. Look. Super Game Room Dudes, that's a podcast. The NES per, uh, Pursuit, that's a game, that's a, a podcast. Right here is an actual company called Arcade. And if you look over here, what 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 arcade cabinet is that, Sarge? 
What arcade cabinet? Can you see? Can you see what that is? Uh, I can't really see from here. It's a knight. It's a knight. Oh, Dragon's Lair. Dragon's Lair arcade system. Yep. They have a whole bunch of other stuff. And if you look, they have all other other uh, podcasters over here on the sides and stuff. So I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, that, this is our end goal, guys. We, they don't even know who we are, but I think we want to get GXG in Retromania Wrestling. That's our goal now. Let's uh, let's hashtag GXG I'll in put, Retromania. I'll get, I'll get I'll get a little ball patch to put on my head. I'll be the new Mean Gene. <laughs> You know, brother. You know, brother. They, they do. They do. A, they do a battle royale with four versus four versus four. Yes. Do they no, have it's, a not, it's not four versus four. Yeah, it's a royal rumble. They have oh, eight no, man battle. Four. They have an eight man battle royale. But a and, royal rumble is a guy comes in like every yes, two minutes. Yes. They have, they have eight. They have sixteen people in the game. Eight start in the ring. Every two minutes, a guy comes running down to the ring or whatever it is. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. And it's on PlayStation. It's on Nintendo Switch. It's on, on everybody. It's on Xbox. It's on he, Steam. He did, it, he did everybody. Yeah, yeah. He wants to get the biggest it's, pool possible. It's not crossplay though. I, I, but, but listen, couch co-op. I think couch co-op for Switch would be amazing because you have your switches are in the same room, right? That's how that works. Well, okay. Look, right? Couch co-op would be fantastic, but how are you gonna get eight people in a room during a pandemic? I'm not talking about the eight people thing. What I'm saying is, that I think that this game has a real would have a really good following. Oh on yeah, Switch. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was actually thinking about buying it on Switch, but then I was like, well, I want to play with more people, so I want to play it on Xbox, right? It's got to be online, man. It's got to be online. This game needs to be online. So this is a this is a call out to the people in our chat. If you like Retro Mania Wrestling, hashtag get the word out. Try to get enough people to buy this game so they can add online. This game, think about it. Right after GXG, we could play right after GXG. Right, we play. We go from here to to Retro Mania Wrestling on Thursday nights. It's like Thursday night, Thursday night wrestling matches. Thursday there. night Raw. That's right, that's right. That's Monday night Raw. SmackDown, SmackDown, Thursday night SmackDown. Uh, so yeah, that's Retro Mania uh, wrestling. And again, not it's, sponsored, it's an, not told to do anything. It's, it's an indie. It's just an a fan. indie developer. I won't. I'm not going to pre-order it because it's an indie developer for the five dollars extra that he probably needs. I'll pay the extra five dollars if the <clears> game is fucking good. Well, I don't need to pre-order for five dollars right. to save five dollars. I don't right. care. Right. Well, I can't the pre-order because the, the Xbox this, this and PlayStation poor, can't pre-order this poor right now. Guy, him and his brother, or him and his friend, and and his cousin who are working on this game, like they need all the money they can get. Like you know, when the developer is desperate, when they mortgage their house, right? Like the guys who did Cuphead, ring any bells? Those are people that are putting their ass on the line. Yeah, don't pre-order and pay five dollars extra. Yeah, no. So so basically. Whatever. So basically, the what it is, um, I think it's the pre-order. If you pre-order, you get you get a discounted price, right? Um, which which is actually what all games should do, if you ask me, right? If you're gonna pre-order, they should give you a discounted price. But no, they they charge more. They give you a hundred dollars and one fifty, two fifty to get the to pre-order a game and get a statue and a map that you will never look at again. Um, so this, they're actually making physical copies as well, but in limited runs. Um, I think actually the company that's doing it is called Limited Run. Uh, yeah, Limited Run Games is making a physical version of it. And the, the pre-order, just to give you guys uh, information here, it says... <clears throat> uh, Retro, Re Retro Mania Wrestling is the official sequel to 1991's arcade hit WrestleFest. It's set to release at PC, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. 
Uh, if you pre-order, uh, yeah, actually, hold on. Two, two to eight players, local multiplayer with customizable options. There are over 50 different match variations that you can have. Several match types, including battle royale, steel cage matches, elimination, tag team matches, and much more. Beautiful 2D pixel art animated experience with over 700 frames of animation and animated backgrounds. Story mode plus a 10 pound of gold mode. Your traditional arcade style ladder climb to go after the NWA championship. Oh, and that's another thing, Sarge. You can make your own belts. Sweet. You, you can make your own belts. GXG. GXG championship belt. Plenty of surprises in the game that you won't know about until you play it, though. Uh, more content, additional wrestlers, and more will be made available via DLC if the game has enough support. Um, and then when you when you do pre-order, it's $24.99, I believe. Uh, let me just make sure for people that want to actually know. Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. Yeah, so it's $29 on the Switch. It'll be $34.99 after pre-order. $24.99. Uh, for the just the regular standard digital edition on Switch, thirty dollars digital if it's on um, after Steam twenty four ninety nine uh, thirty dollars after, and then the PC is twenty nine dollars thirty four ninety nine after pre order. Same with Xbox. So, look, price point I think is good. It's not a full fledged like sixty dollar game. So, check it out if you're interested in in something like that. Uh, if not. Tell them 30 and still gaming sent you. I don't know if that'll do anything. I don't know if that'll do anything, but you know. get good. I saw you on this podcast that no one knows about. Get good. <laughs> the ding, ding. It's ding. good. It'll, it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be just like the, the the thing that showed up when we were playing Division. The Ubisoft thing just happens yes. to pop up in the corner. Yeah. And it's going to look exactly the same. It's you like, have mail. <laughs> it's like you just died for the fifth time on that boss. You want to get good? Are they going to sell wrestler packs like FIFA? No, I don't believe so. There's no microtransactions in the game. <clears throat> All right. So next story, I want to talk about how Google Stadia went from cloud gaming giant to wisp of smoke, like a fart in the wind. Okay. Um, this, story, this story pisses me off, dude. Why? It really does piss me why? off. Because oh, I'll tell you why. Google, amongst all other people, have a reservoir of cash to do the right thing if they wanted to. If they wanted to do what Microsoft did when Microsoft was inventing the Xbox, they would have followed the same type of procedure. They put their first-party studios involved. They worked over the three to five years to make first-party games for the system that they knew they were making. And then when it was time to release the system, the system was released with a few games that were first-party titles for the system. That's how you sell a game. Stadia wanted you to just hand over money, games that you already had. Right. They didn't want to invest anything for their first party titles. Then they went like, they, then they sat back and they pouted because nobody wanted to buy their shit because it didn't work right. And then they go, you know what? We're going to close down these studios. They're not really helping us. You didn't use them. Right. You didn't even use your first party titles. You guys didn't even take the time to actually fucking make a game with the studio. And so because you didn't get the free money up front, you decided, well, we're not going to really use the, the first party stuff. Let's let's skip over that. Like, way to, way to put the shit in order, guys. And then you're going to bail on it. That's why the minute I smelled Stadia, the minute I smelled, I was like, nope, garbage. Welcome to the Google Glass graveyard. All right. So <clears throat> Google Stadia. Uh, Winfield, thank you very much for the super chat. What's up, 30 and Sarge and chat? Thank you very much for the super chat. Appreciate that very much for the $10. 
How Google Stadia went from cloud gaming giant to wisp of smoke. In November of 2019, Google, Google made headlines when they launched Stadia and revolution of the video game industry for favor of a cloud streaming. While some players bought into the promise that Google offered some of the skeptical about whether Stadia could compete against the traditional way of players consume their games. However, with a stiff competition from other servers such as NVIDIA, GeForce Now, PlayStation Now, Xbox Game Pass, did Google really had a chance to break into the video game streaming market? Before it launched, Google announced that it would be creating its own video games to attract players to, to, to the service. However, Google announced that it's no longer interested in making its own games. What lies in the future for Stadia? So the launch of Google Stadia... Go ahead. Go ahead. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. The launch of Google Stadia 14 months ago was supposed to be Google's way of transitioning the video game industry into cloud gaming. However, with the video game giants such as Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo developing their own cloud gaming projects, wondered why Google Stadia would fare against or how they would fare against the competitors. Google answered this question by stating that they will only be in the business of cloud gaming, but it will be developing its own games that will be exclusive to Stadia. Now, of course, this business model has been tried and tested in the video game industry with Sony and Nintendo selling millions of PlayStation and Switch consoles due to their huge library of console exclusives and achieved this goal, Google established its own gaming studio head with Jane Redman, who left, she left as well, who has been several exclusive producers to hit games such as Assassin's Creed 2, Splinter Cell, Back, uh, Blacklist, and Watch Dogs. Raymond has also founded a Motive Studios in partnership with EA before leaving the company to head to Google Stadia's internal game development team. Now, unfortunately, after the distress launch, Google Stadia failed to make a solid impression in the video game industry, given that it was not able to make uh, a signal exclusive game for the service. The left subscribers playing games by the third party developers, which did, did the Stadia entice players to the service, especially since it could not deliver on the promises of de developing exclusive games. In the massive announcement from Google, the company revealed that it is now closing its uh, internal Stadia development studios, and this means that Google will no longer develop its own games and will instead focus on lending its cloud gaming technology to third-party developers in the worth noting that it isn't the end of Google Stadia as a service, as it will just direct its efforts to allow developers to publish and use Stadia's technology. Additionally, Google announced that Jade Redmond would be leaving the company to pursue other opportunities. Now, here's the... here's it, it, It's exactly... Like when Microsoft started with Xbox. Xbox wanted to break into the game market. They said, hey, Microsoft, we have an idea for a game system. We want to break into the market. Microsoft's like, I don't know, guys. It's really expensive. It's really difficult. We don't know if you can do it. No, give us enough money. We're going to put together a studio, and we're going to come out with first-party titles for the system before we release it. That way, there's a reason to buy the fucking system. Okay, it's exactly yeah. like Microsoft and Xbox, Microsoft, Xbox, Google, Stadia, exactly the same. They wanted to come out with their own system, but they didn't want to put any effort. They got a giant vault of money. They got Scrooge McDuck money over here, but they don't want to take the time to actually make a fucking first party title to release with a system you're trying to break into. No. They wanted to see how much they could squeeze right. from the mongoloid gamers and just try to sell them some shit that they already had. Hey, you got Destiny already? Well, you have to pay for Destiny again to play it online in the cloud. It's going to be awesome. Like, come on, bro. Where, where's the fucking, where's your roadmap on this, man? You, you, you have two, you said they had two studios working on games. Work it, working. They said working on games. Yeah, they, those, so what happened? They just closed what them happened? up. The, did the Google did the Google vault dry up? Did Google just lose all the money possible to put an effort into making a fucking game? 
did it? I fucking doubt it, bro. They, what the happened was they saw that trying to squeeze money from the community was like difficult because they don't have any first party shit. Well, that and, and they went, well, we can't give you guys any more money. I mean, look at this travesty you guys have. You guys are trying to come out with a bunch of crap that they already have and try to charge them for it. Like, why would we want to give you any more money for this division so you can create your own game? So we're taking the money back and you guys are going to just sit there and flounder until it disintegrates. That sounds like a great plan. The... Way, to, way to back up the future. <laughs> way to back up the future because you know you know that stadia is just ahead of its time because eventually that's where we're going right so basically google right just dreamcasted themselves out of the gaming market that's what just happened google tried to make a dreamcast too early and they said nope not into this stuff yet and bye bye birdie so we're, we're closing down the studio well mm. here here's the deal right when Good when job. they first announced it I was like, all right, we'll see what happens. I said, they'll probably get rid of it like Google Glass. And basically, that's what they've done, right? Yes, they didn't get rid of Stadia, but they're not doing first-party titles. And if you're not doing first-party titles, why am I playing your system when I have to rebuy all the games that I already own on the system I have? Okay, so what's the benefits if I own a PlayStation and I go, oh... I want to play God. Of oh, wait, I can't play God of War on your system. Oh, wait, I want to play this game. Why would I move from PlayStation to play Call of Duty? Why would I move from Xbox where I have, you know, Gears of War or the Halo Infinite if it ever comes out or whatever it is? Why would I leave thy system to get your system for a monthly fee? And then on top of that, I have to buy the game again. That's that's the problem with Stadia. But Google doesn't see it that way. Google's like, we have a really good business plan here. And you know what? Let's just stop making our first-party title games, and we'll just put it out to third parties, and then third-party games can make for the technology for us. And it's like, but why would they? Why would they buy into your development thing for your Stadia when PlayStation and Xbox are next level, and Xbox is on the next level? Because why would I develop? Why would I learn about developing for Stadia? when I can develop just for Project X Cloud and Xbox that's in everyone's home, 3, million, 3 billion devices, why would I reinvest into Google when Xbox has been around for 20 years, PlayStation's been around for 25 or 30 years, and Stadia's been around for 18 months? Oh, yeah, let me, let me, up, let me uplift that and, and, and let me sign that contract on Stadia. It's going to be great. People really want to want to buy my game for a second or third time. Do me a favor. Don't license third-party titles. Stop trying to kill yourself with Mercury over a long period of time. Just put the gun to your head and pull the trigger. I don't want to see this downward spiral of Stadia talk for the next 18 months while it dies slowly in, 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 uh, on an ICU. In ICU. Just, just do it yourself in. Just close the doors. Here's what throw throw Stadia over where Google Glasses and let's just move the fuck on. Let's just go. If Google wants, if Google wants to make money, this is what they did. I said last week in the big Bob, okay, the big big book of bull that Microsoft might buy EA. If Stadia wants to get in on all of this, they buy EA and they make all those games exclusively for Stadia. Done deal. They, they get all the Maddens. They get all the FIFAs. They get all the stuff. They can take all the microtransactions and everything, and they can just sit Google, back. Google could do it. Absolutely. Google could do it. Google could say, you know what? They have that, they've got Scrooge McDuck money. They can right. do whatever they want. All right. That's the only way. And people will be like, there's no way. There's no way I would buy a, buy a Stadia for that. There's tons of people that play those games, and if that's the only place you can play a sports game, 
which is a great segue into our next topic. Sarge, do you see how I do this stuff? This is amazing. Okay. They're talking they're talking about making NCAA football again. Now, NCAA football hasn't been a thing, okay, since 2014. Okay? Since what changed? 2014. Now, do you what remember changed? the reason they got rid of do you remember EA, the reason they they stopped making NCAA football? Yeah, because you couldn't pay the kids. That's right. They, you couldn't pay the actual kids in college. Right. You can't use their likeness because you have to pay them, and you can't pay them because right. they're in college. So what is the business model for I, – and I'm, and I'm asking. I'm asking. Fake. Fake names with the real number. Yeah, but how do you do that for the for the Madden for the know. old for the ultimate team? How do you do that? Like it's just generic fake names with fake stats that are fake things that you can't. Uh, then, then it would just be Joe Schmo football. Ex exactly. Then it's not NCAA. Then, then you don't need to put NCAA football on it, right? So it's very interesting what they're going to do now. It doesn't say here what they're going to do because they don't go into detail what they do. It's too early. But they say NCAA football is coming back. EA's bringing back all college stuff, right? They're, they're trying to bring back the college basketball, college football, and stuff like that, right? But they're starting with the football, okay? They're starting with NCAA football. Madden works because they have the Madden ultimate team. FIFA works because they have the ultimate team. How do you do, so how, how do, you how, do an how ultimate team with college? with college kids? And if you use their names, are you paying the colleges? I don't know. I don't know. It seems pretty... It seems pretty. Uh, what I, pretty, what I seems do know pretty is shady. This. Seems if, pretty shady. What, what I do know is this: if we just leave out the whole college players and the money issue, and we just get down to brass tacks about how they're going to make this game, well, they're going to make this game in eighteen months, bro. It's going to be Madden football, cut and paste, check it, change out the titles, change the colors, but <laughs> erase. They're, they're going to remove the banner. They're going to erase it. They're going to just have another banner on top of it that says new. It'll just, just say gonna, new banner. They're just going to put right. They're going to pin. It'll another, just say new yeah. new banner over there. Yeah. Right, copy paste, call it NCAA, and drop it down. Right, don't please, please don't call. Think I'm fucking stupid. You guys are all of a sudden going to come out with NCAA after six years. Right. After six years, all of a sudden the rules have changed. What happened? Was there was there some kind of college law that changed? Is it is it because the kids are in school? It doesn't matter anymore. We could just put your name on anything because it's public. It's a public thing. Right, you're, you're in school. Right. It's not a business anymore. Like what rule changed? Something had to have happened. Right. We need to lawyer up. Right. Something had to have happened in order for this to be this way. Otherwise, what? why make a college game? Aren't you doing well with FIFA and Madden? I thought you guys were doing great. Like what? Well, we need to put another game like FIFA and Madden in the in the list. Like what? I, I'm going to play Madden and I'm going to do the same thing. Like I'm going to do. I'm going to do ultimate team with college now too. So the, so the poor kid that's spending six grand a year on ultimate power, ultimate packs is going to spend an additional six grand on the college packs. Like what are we doing? What are we doing? George says, what if, what if they let the gamers name the players, which coincidentally are actual names of likeness <laughs> to real college players. <laughs> right. Right. They leave it. And then you get to make your own ultimate Madden team by paying them microtransactions to rename the players who you want. It's genius. They just give blank right. names. They just give right. blank names with stats, with, with generic photos, and then you put your names on the people that you get from the packs. That's it. That's perfect. Right. So you're basically buying your, your ultimate pack is basically five blank guys. <laughs> eleven. Five blank it's a, guys it's that a, you get. It's that eleven. You get to name yeah, it's eleven. It's eleven. 
Oh my god. Eleven dude. blank guys that you get to name. I will I will laugh my ass off if that's what happens. If it'll be look, RNG will be better than Destiny. The RNG is the stats of the players will be better than Destiny, so we're okay there. All right, to answer Water's question, uh, a couple lines up, because we're going to go to the next topic, right? Water asks, who would be the next, right? Who would be the next big streaming service to challenge Xbox Game Pass? And I think that question is sort of in the works right now because Amazon has a program called Luna, okay? Which is a streaming service, which is for like $5.99. You get to stream your games like, like Google Stadia. But the difference between Google Stadia and Amazon's Luna is that you're only paying six bucks and you don't have to buy the game. You're just renting the game off the service and playing it. So I would say Amazon. Now, by going to the Amazon real fast, let me, uh, next story, Amazon. I gotta, I gotta make notes here. Uh, okay. So this story comes on Friday from last week. Okay. New report details Amazon's failing gaming division. Okay. New report from Bloomberg details the poor leadership uh, work culture and technology that's plaguing Amazon Game Studios, leading to weak output. Okay, so a new report has been released with with which digs deep into why Amazon can't replicate the industrial uh, success in the video game market. To report that Bloomberg makes notes of high ambitious uh, industry veterans and much more, which have resulted in failures like Crucible. Okay, Amazon has been making a killing over in the last two decades, which hands in just about every industry, movies, books, groceries, and much more have helped Amazon quickly become the, the highest, biggest companies in the world. Over the last few years, the company has been trying to make a name for itself in the gaming by greenlighting several projects and have failed materializing to make cat or to make a splash. The, the, uh, the industry giant is nearly infinite funds, but it only begs the question of how long Amazon is willing to bleed money on games that don't generate any meaningful sums of money for, for them. So in a new report, Bloomberg is a lot to blame in this, in this, this smishing of divisions of Amazon placed on Amazon Game Studios founder. Uh, a longtime Amazon employee had never made a video game before. Founding out the studio, but shepherded an impressive roster of industrial veterans from Valve, EA, and many more big names. Unfortunately, uh, uh, Fra Frazzini largely ignored many of these senior players, doesn't understand how game development works, and much more. Many developers reportedly claim that they, they were a bit baffled by the company's data-first approach to game development, rather than a traditional game development, meaning using emotions to figure out what makes something fun. Okay, employees noted that Amazon wanted to develop content that was big as Call of Duty, fun to play solo, and innovative like no other developer could imagine or manage. Uh, this led to Amazon not releasing much, and employees weren't really rewarded based on releasing games. Their stock value was only ever rising, uh, which allowed them to live quite comfortably without doing much at all. So they, they basically, did you ever see Silicon Valley? You watch Silicon Valley, yeah, you have the Pipe Piper shirt. Remember that? Remember that one big head? Like he just kept getting promoted and getting more money, but doing absolutely nothing. That's Amazon for you, right? Right now, there was people doing something, but they weren't making anything. But they were getting. Go ahead. You have your hand on your head. That's like raising. Sarge is raising his hand right now. Go ahead, Sarge. Go ahead, Sarge. What? what what's your question? How is the entire Amazon division failing? How are they? How are they failing? They they released one game. One game and it failed. They've only worked. Yeah. They've only worked on one game, and they only the entire the entire division <laughs> is really called working on it. But yeah, they they did they okay. did make pixels move across the screen. Yes, yeah, they are they did they are making new world, and it it's a little rough. 
It's a little rough. People liked it, but it's a little rough as MMO. It won't survive against World of Warcraft or anything like that right it now. It won't survive against Black Desert. Right, right. So they're having problems. Now, this was six days ago talking about the internal problems of it, right? So this comes out seven hours ago. Here's another article, okay? So the first article was, was titled... New report details Amazon's falling gaming, failing gaming divisions, and then here's the article that came out today. Now let me see if it is it by the same person. What was the was the old article six days ago? You said six days ago. Yes, yes, the old article is six days ago. Okay. Hold on, I just I just closed the article I needed. Um, <clears throat> Amazon. Yeah, that's the one. Okay, and then this one came out eight hours ago. Okay. New Amazon CEO committed to gaming division. <laughs> Amazon's next CEO confirms he's committed to the company's gaming division, claiming that he thinks success is right around the corner for the studio. Brought, uh, brought on to due to recent reports from Bloomberg, Amazon Game Studios, failure to gaming space has been a big taking a talking point for the industry as of late, which employees from within the company sharing accounts of toxicity, work conditions, and higher-ups being inexperienced in game design. The most concerning accusation is Amazon has home to bro-culture environment, where female developers were undermined and overlooked for promotions. Now we're getting into things here, Sarge. Now we're finding out the real reason Amazon can't make a game. These are the real reasons. Following the report of recent news, soon-to-be former Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos would be stepping down from his position. He seems that the company's new head, Andy Jay-Z, Jazzy, wants to reaffirm his commitment to the gaming division. Reported by Bloomberg, who managed to get their hands on a recent email from Jazzy to Amazon Game Studio employees, the future of CEO reached out to ensure the team that he'll continue offering support when he assumes his new position this summer. This summer. So in Five months from now, we'll, we'll get back to you. According to the publication, Jazzy begins to offering by full support, and he headed the company's gaming purchase uh, pursuits. He's apparently meeting controversial figures over the Amazon games with a senior member of the studio having never worked in video games before and allegedly has unrealistic expectations of the staff. Now, the CEO addressed Amazon's failed projects thus far, claiming, though, that he haven't consistently succeeded yet in AGS, and I believe it will be willing to be hanged in there. He shares that he sees a bright future in the studio and that is committed to supporting the division in years to come. Okay, speaking to the, the accusations of bro culture and the treatment of women at the studio, Mike said, sent his own email to the team, uh, taking a firm stance on misogynistic work environment won't be accepted at Amazon. And we have zero tolerance for this type of behavior. Uh, stating that Amazon Game Studios should be an exclusive, uh, an inclusive space in the months to come, and hopefully, words will uh, advocate that in the environment cultivated in the game studio going forward. So, all right, Sarge, what do you think? They're, that the game culture is—they're uh, failing. They have a guy in charge, not the CEO. They have a guy in charge of the gaming division that's never been a game developer in his life, doesn't understand things, what's fun or what's good. Okay, in charge of these game developers, getting a paycheck like Big Head in in Silicon Valley. New CEO is coming in. He says that, hey, yeah, you're going to get paid. You're 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 still keeping your lights are staying on. We're 100% into the gaming market, but now there's also bro culture, right? So I guess they're trying to submit that the reason the games can't get made is because it's just bro culture and there's no women's involved. <laughs> and the silence. I, first of all, the whole bro code thing, okay, unless, unless it's blatant and provable 
okay? Blatant and provable. Like, there's a female right now who's, who's lawyered up and said, I've been here for 10 years. I'm doing the same work as XYZ, and I have never moved up at all, right? And I have the same qualifications. We can talk about the bro code, okay? But as of right now, to throw bro code into this pile of nonsense, because you think all of a sudden we're, we're, we're holding all the women down, right? There are female developers who are who can't breathe and can't get ahead because we're, we're pushing down on them the whole time. Like, I don't believe it until I see proof, right? Is the workplace hard? Yes. Is it competitive? Yes. Is it greedy and undermined and everyone wants to get their foot in the door? Yes. But don't tell me that you're going to put a guy who's never done this before in charge of a division that has the possibility of making the largest percentage of, of revenue for the company. Can we check back on how much video games make? It's like it's, annually. It's, it's ridiculous. Okay. We're, we're in like tens of billions, if not oh, it's, hundreds it's, 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 it's of billions of dollars. So if you're gonna if you're gonna bet your farm on a guy who doesn't know anything about the slice of pie that's going to be the biggest, then I have a lot more questions than your bro code. Okay, a ton more questions oh, than your bro code. Sixty point four billion in, in the U.S. dollars. Okay, market size of video games was estimated to be worth sixty four sixty point four billion dollars uh, once in, again in twenty twenty. Once again. Amazon has Scrooge McDuck money, okay? They want to get into the gaming market. Once again, I have unlimited funds. I have unlimited information about what has been going on for the last 10 years. What do people like? What do people buy? What do they play? What can they tolerate as far as microtransactions go? All the information is there. You have the revenue and you have the information. All you need is leadership, which apparently you can't find. Now, on top of that, has Amazon for one moment sat down in a room and discussed not a roadmap, but just like, what are we going to make? Like, what game are we making? What game are you telling us you're going to make that right. you focused on right. that you guys all got together and said, this is what we're making. This is a new thing coming out. This is our new system or new service. Right. And maybe it's an RPG. Maybe it's a fighting game. Maybe it's a driving game. I don't care, but you pick a title you tell everybody in the world we're working on this, and then you start feeding them little screenshots and shit, and you say, we're making it, this is what we're making. But not a, not one little voice is heard about any type of game coming out from them. Meanwhile, they want it to be out, to, they want it to be out yesterday. Three to five for a good game. Three to five, okay? And if you're going, if you're going to get over ambitious, five to eight. If you're going to get over ambitious, but you need to knock something out. So three to five, you guys haven't talked about zero. You've talked about zero. Crucible and I'm World. supposed to believe yeah. I'm supposed to believe that Amazon is in the gaming in the gaming market. You guys aren't doing shit. OK, as far as I can hear right now, this is like alpha. This is like pre alpha star citizen is what this is. OK, until you guys show me what it is, you're, what you're vision of entering the game market is i don't give two shits about amazon's problem about finding leadership <laughs> i love at all i love that buck said buck alordi and chad said if only amazon had a website that they could look at data to see what kind of games slash consoles people buy I mean, and go buck. from <laughs> seriously like what kind of what kind of fucking goldfish brain bullshit is this like either you're in the market or you're not but you don't pretend you have a, you have a stack of money waiting to be burned okay and you're gonna put together a gaming division and how long has it been now it's been four years since we heard about this shit 
So yeah, if they, they were, if they had their act together, <clears throat> okay, they would already have a game well, they, getting they, ready to release. They, they they announced it in twenty early twenty nineteen or twenty. They announced it in twenty eighteen. The end of twenty eighteen, beginning of two thousand nineteen. Meaning they probably should have been already working on stuff before they announced it. You would assume, right? Right. You would, right. You would you, be you, already you, working you would, on something. You would think you're already working on like New World or Crucible before you announce the gaming platform or uh, that's Stadia first of all, not Luna, but Amazon. What I'm saying is that when they announced Crucible and when they announced <laughs> New World, they were getting I'm getting them confused real fast because they're both shit. Uh, so Stadia came out in 2019. Amazon came out there announced New World two years ago. I think it was in E3 of 2018 or 2019. So they had to be working on it ahead of time. Okay, but then again, we do know people just work on trailers now. They actually don't work on actual video to, games. You have to have people working on a game before you start talking about it. The, what what happened to the skeleton? Thought, blueprint, skeleton, build. Apparently, you guys can knock something out in 18 months, throw a bunch of promises at it, throw it out there, hope some of the shit sticks to the wall, and try to get some revenue in, and then lie to your big lie to your big brother. Hey, look. Hey, look, we got him to buy some shit. Now will you give me some money so I can finish it? Like, that's what we're doing now? This is what we're doing? Two, this is two companies now. One's Google and one's Amazon. The two companies that have unlimited fucking money. Unlimited. Maybe they should just go on Indeed. Maybe maybe somebody in HR in Amazon or Google should go on Indeed and look up some fucking developers. Say, who's available? Who has some experience that can help us make our own gaming division? Let's look on Indeed. Let's see if we can find somebody. Apparently, that's not happening. They're having problems finding people to run a gaming company, the most lucrative business in the world, and they have unlimited money. Let's let's put that in our minds here a second for guys. Let's go. Uh, uh, a lot of risk in video games. Uh, unlimited money. Can't find someone to work right. for us. I unlimited money. I can't find. Someone I just to work posted. For us. I just posted oh, in the here. community in the community chat. Uh, inside there i said will you be playing will you be playing amazon first party games yes or no it's a poll inside go check it out underneath the community tab uh it's public so everyone can are we, are we all fucking brain dead is, is everybody brain dead here i can i can actually like how much how much paint chips have you guys swallowed over the years that this is this is a fucking story i can't stand <laughs> this kind of shit dude like you have to have just I... a numb a numb fucking brain you unlimited money you know the market. I can't figure this out. We don't have anything to show. We have nothing in the works. But we're going to just close down studios because it's just too difficult. How do, how? Is anyone doing research? Is anyone doing research? Anyone. Where do, where do I? No, I, I don't want to do that. Delete that. That's not what I want. I want to share this. I can't share it. How do I get? I got to figure this out. I got to figure this out. I can't share because when I hit share, it just posts up a thing. Yeah, that's not what I want. That's not what I want. Um, can you guys I see mean, it? It's in the. It's, it's in the. Uh, am I going? Am I going overboard? Is anybody else on on board this crazy train with me? Like, what? What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Stealth gaming with the super chat. You both deserve a beer on me. Keep this show going. It becomes my weekly Thursday ritual. I love it. Hype. Thank you very much, Stealth. Appreciate that. The, the two. The two guys that made. The two guys that made Cuphead. I can't remember. Were they brothers or friends? I can't remember. For what? For what? What are you talking about? The the, the, the guys that the guys that made Cuphead. Were they brothers or friends? I don't remember which. Uh, I believe they were just friends. I think they were just okay. best friends. Two guys with families. Yep. 
got second mortgages out on their house. Mm. Okay. Second mortgages on their house to make sure that they could finish this fucking game that was burying them. They were close to bankruptcy. Bankruptcy. And they figured out a way to pull it out of their ass and make a great game and sell it. Okay. And Cuphead was a huge success. So they were able to buy back their fucking houses and get out of the business probably forever. Probably because it, it brought them to the breaking point, but they survived it. They had a dream, they followed through, and they survived it. Now, we move over here. I've got the largest amount of income in the world. I, I am like the top three companies in the world to make a video game. Can't do it. Can't find the people. Can't get our act together. Can't put buys in a room and get a, get a whiteboard and start running through ideas. Just can't do it. It's that hard. If two guys double mortgage their house to do a cuphead and a multi-billion dollar company cannot, I want nothing to do <laughs> with that system. Nothing to do with whatever they're selling. Zero. Right? Because they have no clue how to make a video game. Zero. Zero clue. Can can someone in chat do me a favor? Is there a way when you when you click the share button on that that post, does it give you a a, a link? Because it doesn't give me a link on my end. Let me let me know if it if it gives you guys a link. Because uh, it doesn't it doesn't it, it does. Fucking uh, can you put that anything. can you put that link into the general real fast into into Discord stealth? Because I don't know why I can't I can't do it goldfish brain just just so <clears throat> dumb it's just so dumb all right and then if i put that into oh, i can't i can't i can't fucking do it there uh, why is it so difficult all right give me one second guys I'm, I'm i'm doing everything on here on the on the fly here uh where where's where's companies chat? the companies are literally printing money okay if you click Ooh, on that amazon are printing money now someone in chat click on that and tell me if it brings you to that to that poll Or does it, or does it bring you to the actual stream? The da, da, accidental, da, da, da. the accidental money that Amazon has made during the pandemic, like the the difference in money, like not not what Amazon normally makes, right? right? Just the money that they made different between the time there was a there wasn't a pandemic and now there is a pandemic. That that piece of that slice, that slice could run a game company for a decade. Okay, a decade. No shot. Don't know what's going on. <clears throat> no poll, just the stream. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. All right, well, we'll we'll figure it out. So if you go underneath the community tab, if you go to the if you go to the main page of our stream and there's a community tab, uh, you can click down on that and then there's a poll there. If you guys want to interact with the poll, uh, it helps us out. If you hit the like button, if you do the poll stuff. All right. So next story I want to talk about. Um. Well, hey, you know what the good news I got out of this story is that they hire people that have no video game experience. Can I know more than I'll, this? I'll take the job. I'll, I'll take the job. I'll let, take let, the let, job. Let me, let me make a game. Let me let me make a game. If we're just if we're just putting stuff against the wall, I mean, I got I got tons of ideas. I got tons of ideas. All right? Let's let's do that. Let's let's do the job. Uh, let's see the next story I want to talk about. There's, 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 there's so many, there's so many, we're, we're, we're trying to get through them all. We're trying to get through all the stories here. Uh, next story, we got the stadia. We got, all right, let's, let's get into the EA. Let's get into the EA. So real quick story, battlefield, bad company remasters were on the table, Sarge. Okay. Battlefield, bad company 
were on the table. Um, and they, they're they not happening now, right? They're not happening. Well, at least that's what he's saying, right? Battlefield Bad Company remasters were in the works at some point. One of the EA's biggest franchises in Battlefield was, a, was, was with the company recently confirming that next Battlefield game will be revealed in the spring and planned release later this year. Details in the next Battlefield game remain scarce at this time, and EA hasn't revealed the settings, player-counted specifics, or anything to the nature. Now, those hoping for the next Battlefield game to be Battlefield Bad Company 3 will likely be disappointed. I'm disappointed. Okay. Industry insider Jeff Grubb indicated as much on Twitter, saying that next Battlefield is not Bad Company 3, last we heard. Now, however, we also revealed that EA apparently uh, once had Battlefield Bad Company and Battlefield Bad Company 2 remastered in development, only to be put in development on hold when Vince Zampella was made head of DICE LA, which is currently working on an original project. Okay. So Grubb expa uh, expanded on what he heard about Battlefield Bad Company Remastered, saying that EA wants it to be very careful when it moves forward with Battlefield Bad Company game eventually. Now, EA sees Battlefield Bad Company franchise as a big card. It could play. It doesn't want to, to botch its big return. So if that's the case, then I don't know if I'm interested in this next Battlefield because this that, that means this is a test market, right? Right. Sell me... Sell me Battlefield if it's not Battlefield Bad, Bad Company 3. Sell it to me. What is it? Is it future? Right. Right? Is it future? Are we copying Call of Duty? So it's either future or it's Cold War or it's like late early O's. Like, what's the time frame? And if it is, then it's cookie cutter. And if it's cookie cutter, what's the story? Right. What's the, what's the story that's captivating me that's going to make me want to come back and play it? If it's just a generic future shooter, like Warzone is right now. Everyone's going into Warzone. So what? We're going to just copy-paste? We're going to just do that? So what? what's the hook for the new Battlefield game? Besides the fact that you had two years, maybe three now, to make a game. So what's the hook? Yeah, right? I'm not... You telling me that it's not Battlefield... You telling me that it's not Battlefield uh, Bad Company 3? I'm, I'm calling shenanigans. I think it is. I think that's the only way you can get me to buy the game. Because why else would you delay... The remasters you delay the remasters because you don't want people to play the same game again because they're about to get the game right now you're not going to buy the same game that you just got you need space in between right right so either the new game comes out and it's bad company three if it's got a story in it at all or it's a cookie cutter cod with vehicles and control points so which is it ea and by the way it comes out this year and nobody wants to talk about it. We're unsure. I got news for you. It's too late now. You can't change it. You can't change what the game is. This is the year it comes out. The most you can change is maybe game modes. Right. right? If there's a story involved, it's already made. So so what? Right. It's it's what they're hoping for. So come on, guys. What What Battlefield game right now? What game would you play right now that would make you want to buy it? Let's be honest. What is going to get you to... You're playing COD. Those of you who love these games anyway, you're playing COD. You're playing COD Warzone. I know you are. So my question is, what, stop, what makes you want to get Battlefield? What's the, what's the hook? Come on. Let's talk about it. All right. What's, what's the... Uh, what? Right, well, what's the hook? Uh, first of all, I want to do a poll question on this, right? Is it... What are you are you interested in Battlefield? Is that the question or what? What? No. What's if, if if it's not Bad Company Three and it's just a, 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 a 
we're, we're taking it in a new direction. Really? New direction? Modern shooter with vehicles and control points? Okay, so where new? what's your new thing? What's new? What's new? Call of Duty Warzone? That's where we are. So what, what are we doing that's going to be beating Call of Duty Warzone? What's going to beat that? Unless, unless you've got some kind of, I don't know, super future... 100 man battles actual actual maps that meaningful with missions and things some type of hook all right squad so, based tactical combat something that hooks me otherwise it's cod warzone what are we doing all right so we have we have we have modern shooter right modern shooter we have future shooter and then we have what it can't be passed because we know it's not passed right well because they fucked up the past already they can't go down again yeah. They fucked up World War II. The only war you should not have fucked up, you fucked up that one. Right, right. They 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 screwed up the one. You could have you could have made handicapped women and paraplegic warriors <laughs> in any future version of Battlefield ever, and no one would have said a word. You do the historical version of our war, and you fuck it all up, and then you want to know why no one wants to play it. I wonder why. I wonder. All right, so we're doing another one. Battlefield's new direction: modern shooter or future shooter? I have another poll question up there for you guys in chat i know we're doing homework tonight guys we're doing homework it's the 250th episode we're we're doing polls now it only took us six years to get there seven seasons to get there like why why would you buy it tell me why would you buy battlefield i mean personally i, I don't throw game pass in my face no no it's not game pass why, at why all would you buy, no the only you the only look the only reason i would i would play battlefield personally it doesn't have anything to do with modern or future or past it has to do with the the gameplay of it as a group video game, right? Like a like a it's team based tactical it's, shooter, it, right? It's a team based tactical shooter that I want. If they fuck that up, okay, which they have been, okay, because they're trying to make it more towards Call of Duty crowd, or they want to make it more like a battle royale, like Fortnite or whatever. They, they they're going away from what it is. What what it's true team based tactical shooter. Right, it's a team based tactical shooter, wide open map or not wide open map, big vehicle maps tactical shooter okay group based and they're they've they've gone away from that i i really don't want it to be a future shooter i don't want jetpacks and i don't want that shit like call of duty that a couple years ago in space i don't want that if i want it's that a, i'll go play a okay? call i'll go play a call of duty game right i want a big map tactical base team shooter is what i want if, that's what it is right that's I, what it is i want something where maybe maybe it's if they're gonna try something new give me like eight man squads or uh 10 man squads or something that's different give me give me a leader where the captains of each team can communicate to each other right like the group can talk to each other but then the lieutenants can talk to the other lieutenants on the thing right i said this on the stream the other day I think it would be really cool is we all start on day one, right? You get more kills than I do. And then all of a sudden now you're promoted better. So because you're promoted automatically, you are the leader of the thing. Now you could opt out if you don't want to be a leader because you don't want to talk on the mic or you don't want to be whatever. Okay. You can just give it up to somebody else. Okay. You can opt out of it. You don't want to be a part of it. Okay. But if you become a lieutenant or a sergeant and you're, and you're, you're ahead of me or whoever's in your group, then you get to make and pinpoint stuff on the map and tell people where to attack and do certain things, okay? And then you also get the option to talk to some other person of another group. So if two groups, all of a sudden you talk, hey, we're going to attack A. Can you want to come over and attack A? Yeah, hold on one second. All right, squad, we're moving over. And then 
that that guy talks to his group. Team, something tactical shooter. Something different. You know what I mean? I, just changing the environment and putting me in space or whatever they're gonna do is not gonna get me excited. I want to know what the tech, tactical is part of Battlefield. I don't want to play solo. If I want to play solo, I'll go play Fortnite. I'll go play another uh, single player army game. I'll go play Medal of Honor. I want a team tactical shooter with large maps and feel like I'm playing army men. Okay, I want to play army men with my friends. Okay. I want to I want to I want to have a battle. I want to go pretend I'm in a war because I'm too pussy to actually hold a gun and go into an actual war. Okay? That's what I want. I want to play in a tactical simulator, you know. That's what I look for in in, in a battlefield. Right? So, once again, what game comes out in October that says, "Ooh, I have to have that?" <clears throat> the only one that does that for me, Bad Company 3. Yeah. That's that's it. Yeah. Well, you come out with Bad Company 3 with a story and at the end of the story, it's multiplayer shooting within the <clears throat> within the sphere of whatever that whatever story they were telling, fine. Right. But we've gone full circle now. This is the problem. They started with 42, they went modern, they went super modern, they went back to modern, they went to World War II. Where are you going from here? Where are you going from here? Right. Right, I don't count hardline. I that's ignored. Right? So do you go back to Vietnam? Is that is that what you think you're going to do? Cuz the best part of Vietnam back on the PC version when it came out back in the day was the music. The music and the vehicles. That was like the best part of the whole game. They had the 60s music in there. You thought you were in Nam, and the game was hard as fuck. Yes. Okay. Everyone's just bushes. On, Everyone's just fucking bushes. The life, the, the life cycle of someone 1. in that game. half seconds. Six, yeah. <laughs> it was like six seconds. You're in the bush, punji stick. You're in the bush, landmine. You're in the bush, M60. Like you were dead. You were dead no matter what. Like it sucked ass. Okay. So how do we get a team-based tactical shooter, guys? How do we get one? Right. It's so hard. It's so hard to make a team-based tactical game. The last one they did well was Battlefield 1, right? right? But the problem with Battlefield 1 is it was Swarm. The whole game was Swarm. Yeah. Everyone just, you swarmed from one, like the rush part of it was good, rushing the bases. That's always fun. But the actual conquest maps, right? If you If you did conquest maps and there were actually missions, destroy the motor pool, destroy the communications array. Display the, the destroy the the supply the supply uh, pile, like tactical base shooter, right? Tactical base team shooter. Yeah, yeah. Know know what you know what you got, man. Know what you want. Know what you got. Stop. They, they want it all. Stop. They want it all. Stop competing. Stop competing with Call of Duty. Call of Duty is now breaching in on what you are, right? Now that their battle royale is basically Battlefield. Okay, it's Battlefield. You got vehicles, wide open maps. Yes, it's still solo play because people like to play a solo play Battle Royale and stuff. But that's what Battle Royale is now. The Battle Royale in Call of Duty is what Battlefield used to be. And everyone's like, oh, this game's so good. But when they play Battlefield, they're like, I don't like this game. It's like they try to they try to merge and now they now they don't know what what to do anymore. There, right. There's no there's no more identity of either game. They're all the same now. Yeah, it's, it's one one has kill strings that unlock that unlock powers. And the other one is a piss poor team shooter with right. bad mechanics and handicapped women. Yeah. That's right. 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 So it's, I don't know. It's frustrating with Battlefield, man. Battle, Battlefield, Battlefield, I have to, have to say, is probably one of my, my favorite games. Oh, just overall. Just, it's just a, it's a great game to play. All right. So Battlefield is done. NCA is done. Um, oh, this, this next story. I, I love this, right? All right. This is a director of Ori. Okay, the director of Ori 
he comes out and calls out No Man's Sky developers and Cyberpunk 27 developers, right? Or a director calls No Man's Sky Cyberpunk makers snake oil salesmen. Now, I love it, okay? Because I have been saying... I've been saying snake oil salesman. I, I said CD Projekt Red was a snake oil salesman. Okay. So Thomas Mahler, the director of Ori and the Blind Forest and the Will of the Wisp, calls Cyberpunk 2077 and No Man's Sky developers snake oil salesmen. Okay. Now, one prolific game director took the time to call out these unethical practices in length, strongly worded posts. Thomas Mahler, the director of two Ori games, has called out Cyberpunk 2077 and No Man's Sky development teams and snake oil salesmen for providing false promises and consumers before launch. The post comes from Mahler himself, VI um, for, uh, some forms. Mahler begins the post by explaining that he's been continuously frustrated by the situation evolving in dishonest video game markets, marketing for some time now, saying that he believed it became a problem with Peter Molinick, which I've also brought up in the past, the guy who created Fable from Lionhead Studios, okay? In the past, misleading customers via marketing with Mahler saying that he gets consumers excited by telling them what product could be instead of telling them what it actually is. Mahler claims that both journalists and gamers liked listing, listening to Mahler's attempt promises until the, he released them and then pr pretty dr uh, damned uh, shroud games. Okay, Mahler then moves on calling out Sean Murray on Hello Games by claiming Murray loved the spotlight afforded to him by No Man's Sky too much. Most readers will remind, remember that No Man's Sky's negative reputation upon release after fa uh, failing to live up to the pre-release hype. During this portion of the post, Mueller explains that that claiming players will be able to do everything in the certain games in general and common theme behind and the gaming snake oil salesman. Mueller also called out Jeff Keighley while discussing No Man's Sky situation, owning to his involvement in the game rewards. I love it. I fucking love it that he's doing this. OK, because I've called and said that this shit was happening. Mueller implies that rewarding this kind of behavior down the road is uh, detrimental to the gaming industry, referring to Murray and No Man's Sky winning Game of Game Reward for the best ongoing game of 2020. Finally, Mueller discussed the recent Cyberpunk 2077 debacle, implying that many people assume that CD Projekt Red would deliver a Cyberpunk 2077 thanks to Witcher 3's sterling reputation. Mueller claims every trailer and bit of pre-release material for Cyberpunk 27 was carefully crafted to entice players with what the game could be without showing the reality of the state of Cyberpunk 2077, which, to be fair, is the basic premise of what any given marketing trailer for the product is supposed to do regardless of the ethical implications. Mueller Post continues going into detail about the situ situation from the developer point of view calling the journalists and gamers again and expressing confusion on why situations like this continue still hide side by 2020 and is much easier to call out these practices after the fact when they make more people left disappointed and eager to express the disappointment after being misled Mueller makes good points in his post and is clearly passionate about the situation but it was but reality is that that cyberpunk 27 situation is not nearly as black and white as some of us may think cd project red's co-founder has since owned up to the game's failings and promised studios is working on cyberpunk 2077 but it could be too late uh, too little too late so what do you think of this sarge there's a developer that knows how game development is made he's created two games under his belt that are beautifully done okay very popular okay they haven't sold you know hundreds of millions of copies but sold 
Lots of copies for Ori and the Blind Forest. You can get both those games on Game Pass right now. Calling out snake oil salesmen. What do you think? Okay, first of all, those of you who are interested in what's going on with the whole cyberpunk thing, there's a guy who does really good videos. He talks about it factual. He uses real facts from what's happened over the last few years. The, the website's name is Overlord Gaming. Overlord Gaming. The last video that came out that was three weeks ago is why CD Projekt Red launched Cyberpunk 27 Broken and Buggy. If you look up that video, it's going to be a 25-minute video. Watch that video. And then afterwards, think to yourself, what am I doing to help the gaming industry? What am I doing to contribute to what is happening right now? Because I don't blame any... I am no longer blaming the developers or the publishers anymore. The blame goes squarely on the actual consumer. You guys are buying broken games. They know they can sell you a broken game. You don't care that it's broken. You just care that it's on your hard drive. And that's the problem. That's the issue. Cyberpunk is a broke game. Broke. A developer is calling out another developer, letting you know that what they did was absolutely positively wrong. And if I can sell you a game without making a game, then where is, where, do, why do I have to worry about it? Why do I have to worry about completing the game at all? You've already bought it, right? There's no consumer protection. I can buy whatever I buy. I'm stuck with broken or not. Can't return it. This whole return policy bullshit is bullshit because otherwise they would have never sold 13 million copies. Right. Right. And that's the worst game I've ever seen released as a brand new AAA title. Brand new AAA title, 13 million copies, game completely broke. Okay. Don't care. Consumer base doesn't care. So who am I blaming now? Who am I blaming? I respect the Ori director for calling them out because guys in the industry should be calling out their peers because yeah, yeah. it's a it's a trash fire. It's a trash fire. Yeah, I I agree with you. I mean, it, look, if someone can get away with something, they're going to do it again. They're going to do it again. They're going to do it again, right? And that and that's just the way it is. That's just on a basic level of, of being a human. If you can get away with something, you're going to do it again, okay? And I love that. I, I call them. I call snake oil salesmen. I, I 100% remember saying that, look, what Cyberpunk 2077 did or what CD Projekt Red did to this is the worst than anybody else that's done in the past. And we're talking Activision. We're talking EA. We're talking No Man's Sky. We're talking uh, Bethesda. All these other companies did things that were bad. And Bethesda was pretty bad, okay? Activision was pretty bad. But what CD Projekt Red did, yes, if you're playing the game and you absolutely had no problems with it, cool. But if you got that's the... Not, that's you, not the point. If you got the lemon... And you have a game that's out, and they promised you all this, and that didn't come. That is a snake oil salesman. This elixir is going to make you be big and strong, right? And then you don't get big and strong, but it's a placebo. And they think their game is a placebo, right? And they they they, they put the best version up on, on the pedestal saying, well, our PC version is fantastic. Our PC version is fantastic. It's a snake oil salesman tactic, just like other companies are doing the drug dealer tactic, Okay which is like the snake oil salesman where they're selling you the elixir that's supposed to make you big and strong. And if you don't like it, I'll give it the first one for free. Okay. 
and they'll give you the first one for free and you're like and then you're invested into it right there's other companies doing that soon okay where you get the game for free you can test it out right to hook you in okay Listen, and that's the, the tactic i don't like i don't like the it point, but the point the, the the point for the center is the same where they want gaming industry to go is a monthly service that you guys pay every month to have games that are set on the on the hard drive that you can play anytime you want. Very convenient, except you don't own anything. They can cut your game off at any time, okay? They can stop supporting the game completely. Oh, and by the way, uh, I'm going to sell microtransactions and everything else through you through the service. But is the game good or broke? Does it matter? It doesn't. Imagine that. I pay I pay monthly for a service to play games. The games are never finished. Always right. broken. Wait. Doesn't matter. Next week we'll get a patch. Waited for is patches, right. yeah. And you'll go through a list of games that are broken and unfinished, and whatever one they fix next, you're going to click on that one, but you're going to continue giving them money right. every month right. because it's convenient. Right. Right? A normal market system, guys, is the cream rises to the crop. If a business does poorly, they sell a shitty product, they go away, they go out of business, a new one takes their place, does a better job, they get supported, they go bigger, yeah. and then when they start sucking, they go away. Well, now we're going to get rid of all that. We're going to get rid of the entire net, the, the, the entire, the structure, way the market the structure, works, the, that, the, the, entire, the entire structure of the natural market, we're going to get rid of it. What we're going to do is we're going to just collect money from you every month, and I'll release what I feel like releasing right. and take, oh, off, take yeah. off what I don't want you to play anymore when I feel like it. Does that sound great to you? Right. Well, get ready, guys. Thirty-four ninety-five a month. You can play whatever you want. You'll have all the crack you could possibly ever want, guys, for thirty-four ninety-five a month, and you're gonna love every moment of it because it won't matter at that point because it won't matter if the game's finished. As long as I got my crack, everything's fine, right? Yeah, it, it, the the expression is the cream rises to the top, but Sarge said to the crop, it's it's okay. Uh, yeah, the, the, to the top, the, to, to the top, to. The, the problem with the whole structure is that we buy a game, it's broke. You don't get to return it because by the time you find out it's broke, it's past the two hours. Zero consumer protection. Okay. And Zero. then And then when you're waiting for it to happen, you're waiting for a patch that comes out next week or next week or the following week or the next month or six months or seven months or eight months. I'm glad he called them out. I'm glad he called them and, out. And, 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 and it just keeps happening over and over, right? You're releasing a broken game. And everyone's like, oh, no, they'll come out the patch later. We're doing it right now. I play Marvel Avengers. We're waiting for a patch. I have a health glitch, Sarge, that happens every single time I play now, where all of a sudden my health glitch, I get hit one time, my guy dies. And I'm like, why is this still a thing seven months in the game, right? Ah, maybe the next patch. Maybe the next patch. Maybe the next patch, right? And that's the problem, right? And we keep doing it over and over and over. So going from this story, which is the call-out, to the next hypothesis story here right we've got a couple of xbox stories coming up here uh we are going to go over a little bit for the time we have about a half hour left um so where's this one um so this next story is that game pass okay now this is not really a massive story but it's an interesting one and i a theory on it right so basically xbox accidentally lists every game as available for game pass okay now a lot of people are thinking it was just a display glitch microsoft um, roughly a week uh, ago microsoft faced vocal backlashing from the fan base following the announcement of xbox live gold 
Now, I don't think this is a coincidence, Sarge. They talked about Xbox Live Gold, and they raised the prices, but then they extremely, really fast came back and said, no, no, let's let's take that back. We're not, we're not raising the prices, okay? Then this week, we find out that every game on the Game Pass, although Microsoft hasn't publicly acknowledged the incident yet, it's more than likely that the store is suffering from a display glitch. Microsoft is actively adding and removing games from the service and leg uh, legitimate move from a, ca a caliber move like this can take in over social media for now. And the idea of every game suddenly being available on Xbox Game Pass is too good to be true. Every game on the Xbox Game Pass had the Game Pass logo. Now, here's the theory, Sarge, my theory. This could be awesome and dangerous at the same time, right? Why why would a glitch happen where everything on Xbox was part of the Game Pass, right? Why would it be Game Pass accidentally? I believe that they were raising the prices. This is all part of the plan. This was behind the scenes that they were going to raise the prices of gold to push you over to Ultimate. And then once everyone comes over to Ultimate, they would raise the price to Game Pass you know, this is not happening. I call it within the next 18 to 24 months, they're going to raise the price of Game Pass. But think about it. Buck's even saying in chat right now, right? Game Pass Super Ultimate, $30 a month, play any game. Right? That's exactly where I'm going. All right? Thank you, Buck. Okay, that's exactly where I was making my point. They could literally just make it $30 all right, a month, which is what? $300, uh, $360 a year, Right? Three hundred and sixty dollars a year. A dollar a dollar a day, bro. Right. Dollar a day. Where any game that comes out, brand new on the on the launch day, doesn't matter if it's first party title or third party title, you would pay thirty bucks, thirty five bucks, forty bucks, whatever it is. Okay. And of course, that's a lot of games. You're absolutely right. But you still have the same amount of time to play the games. Right. right. You didn't get right? any extra time. You got no extra time. Okay. So you pay $30 a month for the game, and now you still have the exact same amount of time, okay, to not play the same games that you're not playing right now, okay? So that's $360 a year, and again, this is all speculation. This is not happening in any way, shape, or form. This is just my speculation on that's, if, if they did this, right? That's, 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 that's $15 billion a month. Right, so what did you times it by? Because that's 360 times 18 million I just, 18 I, I million just people. Did, I, I did. I did 14.99 a month times the current user base, which was 15 million. It's 18 million right. now. It's 18 million subscribers. You want to make it worse? I don't I, care. I, I do. I, it's 18 million subscribers, and then just put it at 360 dollars a year, right? <clears throat> uh, no, the Game Pass Omega Ultimate tier for 60 dollars a month comes with the extra six hours per day. That's right, Wheezy. You get an extra six. <laughs> You get an extra six hours a day because Jeff uh, Bezos teams up with Microsoft and they have a time machine, and that extra that extra thirty dollars gets you the time machine, uh, pre-order only, and you gotta you gotta make sure it's 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 in the billions, okay? It's it's in it's in the billions. It's absolutely it, it's absolutely ridiculous, right? That, but think about this now. This is the perfect storm for game companies to do this let's just say it happens 30 dollars a month on game pass it's, it's not that you don't think it's gonna happen this is what all, this is where all, it's going all games will be on there but they'll all be unfinished games right broke unfinished doesn't matter if they, they patch it or a lot because you're only paying 30 bucks a month to pay a thousand games on the service right is this something that 
would be realistic. They they have figured out what you are willing to part with. You didn't get any more time. You were giving them twice as much money a year than you would normally do if your person only made three games. If got bought three games a year, maybe before Game Pass came out. Now all of a sudden you're giving them six games of six six games worth of money a year that you still haven't. You may not be able to play because you couldn't play the three games right. that you had already. So you're giving them twice as much money. You're not getting any more time, but you're for the convenience. Of yet, uh, the convenience of the ability to play those games is worth it. And that's what they figured out. And so I times that by the number of people who have Game Pass. And that's how much money we make every month doing absolutely nothing. I don't have to improve my game. You're already giving me the money. Right. I don't have to improve. I don't have to do anything. Oops. I get it, guys. I get it. I'm the old man. I'm the one. I'm fighting against the machine. But I, I feel that I did not. The value is not increased. I did not increase the value. If I'm still playing video games right now, if I'm playing video games this whole past year, I'm playing video games at the same time I was playing video games before, except I don't have Game Pass. I only buy the games I like to play, but I'm still playing games, guys. I'm still playing games. So last year, I spent $60 for the year for gold, and I bought maybe two or three games. So $180 and another $60, like two, two fifty, two sixty. Okay, let's call it that. Now, it's 360 and microtransactions. Right. And games I might have to buy because they're not on Game Pass. I have to buy the game anyway. So they know they know that they can increase the amount of money they can get from somebody. They figured it out. And so that's why the value is in Game Pass. My point is, convenience is not everything. If I don't have the pressure to finish a game and still collect money from you, would I finish the game? No, you wouldn't. I wouldn't spend resources on it. I already have your money. They'll decide if it's worthwhile or not. That's it. Plus, the game will have microtransactions or something else in it. It doesn't matter to them. All right, we got a new poll up. It's how a, much? It's a quality thing. It's how much would thing. you pay for all games on Game Pass? The options are $30, $40, $50, $60, or hell no, I wouldn't pay. Uh, that's the new poll at the link. Check it out. Hit that link. See what you. Uh, let's see what the uh, the actual poll is. Come on, we have forty seven people here. I think we can get at least twenty people to to vote on the poll. The links in chat below, and we'll check out that in a, in, a, in a second. All right. So going from that story to the next story. We got the uh, the Xbox Game Pass. We have. Here's another guy, which I thought was a, a crazy story. Okay, so Xbox Gamer earns a staggering 500,000 game score in one month. Okay, which is doesn't you're like, okay, great. So Xbox user Jinxie, Jinxie took the notion of achievement hunting to another level, earning 500,000 gamer scores in just 28 days, 18 hours and 44 minutes. Okay. They chronologically uh, to, to chronologued their chronologued their incredible journey on true achievements, which verifies that in a month of January alone, they amassed five hundred and twenty one thousand and fifteen gamer score and played five hundred and three total games on Game Pass. Well, well, through Xbox. OK, five hundred and three games in one month in, in 28 days. He 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 did an accumulation score of five hundred thousand. Now, the reason I bring this up is that's that's. That's crazy. But he played 503 games in, in 28 days. 
that's because of Game Pass, right? I mean, think about it. There's 100 games on there, and then he had, a, he had a buy or fine or do something with other games, backwards compatible, whatever it was, to get 503 games done, okay? We were just talking about unlimited Game Pass. If all games are on there, how much time is that, though, right? How many... Someone do this math. How many hours are in 28 days? 28 days times 24. Okay. 672. 672. And he played 503 games. So divided by 503 games, how many minutes per game was he was he playing? Right? I mean not very, not, not very long. Right. So uh, how think about that. 503 games. How uh, how many I, minutes I is call, he playing? I, I call shenanigans. But he's got proof. He's got receipts because on the True Achievement that's, True Achievement website great. keeps track of it. That's great. I can change the clock on my Xbox. That's great, but you still got the achievements though. I, but I can I can time travel. No, because no, no, no. Because when you get yeah, I guess. But oh, that would take longer than the actual getting the achievement, Sarge. There's 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 no way you can get that many that many points in that in that short amount of time. Diminishing returns alone make it less than value the longer you have it. Right, because if you find that one game, George, that you like, and you just you play it, then you're paying. Let's just say you play Destiny. Let's just say you play Destiny on on Game Pass. You pay thirty bucks a month to play Destiny. You're paying three hundred and sixty dollars a year to play Destiny. You see what I'm saying? If you the less games you play, the more you're paying for the game, and you might as well just buy the game. Yeah, but it's 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 the illusion of value. The value is that I have all these choices of these games. You're liking the choices, completely understandable, but you still only have so much time a week to play the games. Right. So before Game Pass, you guys were playing games, right? You guys were playing the games either that you bought or that you already had. You were playing games. Nothing changed. Now I'm charging you more a month to play games. Right. And you're still playing the same amount of time. I, I understand. I understand the convenience part of it. I understand what you see in it. I, I have choice now. I have choice. Choice is fantastic, except I will decide what games you're allowed to play every month. I'll have the pile of games on there that I have on there, and some games you won't get to play if I don't want you to put on there. They're not yours anymore. You're right. just playing for a service. You're not playing a game because it's yours. You're just paying for a service. That's the difference. Look, as a, difference. as a streamer, as a stay-at-home dad, I don't make a lot of money, right? The Game Pass is a great deal for me personally, okay? But at the same time, I can see that it's actually worse off than I see because if more games come to Game Pass, there's less good games out there. Now, I understand people are playing good games, but what I'm saying is the more games they put on to Game Pass... There's, they're going to be less, they're, they're not going to be as complete and they can just fix them later because you're not paying full price. They'll just get rid of that. Right. They'll just get rid that, of that. Right. They, they, they take that whole part about it. No right. one can complain anymore. Right. You can't, Nobody you can can't, bitch, can't bitch, can't nothing. You won't buy, you won't buy a game complete anymore because you won't be able to purchase the actual game. It'll just be on the service. They'll just... You have to get the service, right? Pressure's and, off. And then that's that's what that's where, off. That's where people will be like, well, wait a minute. I, I like the service, but if you only had the choice for that service and you couldn't buy an actual physical game anymore or the digital copy of the game and you only had to pay to rent the game, 
I mean, obviously, I, I complained about the other day. I own Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2 on disc, on 360, and I cannot play the game. I own the physical disc. I can't even play it in my 360. It doesn't work. I tried it. It doesn't work. It's delisted. Okay? But get this, Sarge. If people bought the... If they bought the digital copy before they delisted it, the digital copy, you can't play on this current system, but on the new Xbox system, you can play the 360 version of the remastered 360 version of Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2 on the new Xbox. How the F does that work? Okay. How does that work? But I can't play my game that I own the physical actual disc for on my system. Even the system that I purchased it for, I can't play it. Okay. Yeah, and that's not that's not counting the games that come out that are brand new that don't go on Game Pass. So you're paying you're paying the money for Game Pass, and then not all the games that come out are on Game Pass. So you have to buy that game, right? Right. I gotta buy that. I gotta buy that sixty dollar game. Oh, I'm sorry. I gotta buy that seventy dollar game. Right. On the new system, you have to buy that seventy dollar okay. game. Okay. Right. According according to what's gonna happen, the game's gonna go seventy dollars. So three sixty a year plus seventy dollars for whatever game comes out for like. They're able, they know how much money more they can squeeze out of each person a year now. Whereas before, I, I only, I, I play what I bought. Right. I, I play what I bought. And by the way, it's not like I played less games. If I was playing 20 hours a week, I'm still playing 20 hours a week. Right. Even, even before Game Pass came out, I was playing 20 hours a week. Game Pass comes out, 20 hours a week. No difference in time. Right. I'm just giving a little bit more money. But you can't fight. You cannot disagree with the fact that if I say a dollar a day, a dollar a day to play games for free, you're gonna be like, that, well, that's a good deal. Here, here's that's a good deal. Here's here's where good it deal. comes down to that people don't think right. They think that 360. Let's just say 360 dollars a year if it was all games alone. Okay, again, speculation. But all your saves and all your stuff, if you stop paying, you don't get to keep that stuff, right? That's correct. You got it. You got to keep paying. You gotta keep you gotta keep paying to have your drug habit going. Okay. Once you stop paying, you don't get the drugs anymore. Right? You don't get to keep the saves. You don't get to access it because they can just write that in the code where he owns the game. Oh, he can access the, you know access the save. Right? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's it's coming. It's coming. All games are gonna go digital. Okay. And it doesn't matter if you own it or not. It doesn't matter if it's digital or physical. You're not going to own the game when they get rid of it, like Battleborn. Battleborn's done. Servers are closed. You can't play it. I own the disc. I put it in. It's a single-player game. I can't play a single-player game anymore. It's done. You can't. It says, sorry, servers are shut down. I bought the game. I should be able to get the single-player version of that game downloaded onto my hard drive, and I should be able to play that game when I want to. I have the key. Give me my fucking thing, right? What's on my disc? What's on my disc if I can't play the single-player portion of the game? Nothing. Don't know. Don't know. Right? Nothing. Might be might be a CD key only. You who knows at this point. Right. It's 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 terrible. Anyway, so talking about that, okay, we're going to we're going to the next story. Okay, Microsoft head of cloud gaming says more games will capture flight simulator scale. Okay. So Flight Simulator Scale, you guys know how big that is, right? It's the entire world, okay? It's literally planet Earth, okay? 
and it's a cloud gaming. So Game Rant recently had a chance to speak with James uh, Gertzman, uh, the head of cloud gaming service of Microsoft. Uh, Gertzman uh, was one of the early pioneers of making cloud technology specifically for video games. And since the company played fab and acquired by Microsoft three years ago, it worked to improve every expanding online components of countless titles, big and small. In our interview with Gertzman, he covered many topics from the future of machine learning of, of views of console exclusivities, exclusiveness, but early discussion of flight simulator revealed one of the most interesting predictions for gaming industry. Now, this is perfect. I didn't read this yet. I just saw the, the title. I was like, we're, we're going to talk about it. Microsoft Flight Simulator was one of the standout games of 2020 simply because of the scale of ambition. Many people played it, whether hardcore simmer or not, just because of the staggering feat of reproducing the entire world, trees, houses, and all in a video game. Not only did that be real game weather data, real-time commercial flight data, and regular update satellite imagery, the landmarks lend the, the, similarity, the simulator as almost absurd level of realism. The game is so large that even with a massive download, most of the data has to be streamed to users in real time as they fly along. It seemed at the time, a few companies other than Microsoft with this, the access to much data and technology could make something of that scale and deliver it to so many users. Gertzman, however, believes that it won't be the case for long. Now, this is, quote, I love talking about Flight Simulator. In my mind, it's a perfect example of cloud-native game that could not be possible without the cloud. But it's not that this game is, was only possible on the scale of Microsoft. It was only possible at the scale of the cloud. One of the cool things that we don't have to be is very big company and be able to use the cloud at that level. One of the things that this game did was it was so remarkable that it was it took the satellite data from all over the earth so that the AI could take the satellite image and imply geometry, makeup geometry for the whole planet in a way that it would have been impossible for humans to do. It would have been tens of thousands of artists building the entire earth in 3D, but the computer can do it. Once you've built the model, once it works, once you've trained it, you can run the model on the entire Earth, and it only took 72 hours, okay? It took a massive amount of computer power, but that's the advantage of the cloud. You can grab thousands of servers for 72 hours and then release them when you're done. The, ex the expansive, but you, it's expensive, but you don't have to be a big company to do that. You can at least data from somewhere else and rent the super server space. Okay. It was about shocking to hear that once the satellite data was acquired, the good enough, the AI built it and took only 72 hours. Let's just put that in perspective. Remember, remember Bungie when they said they had to do something and fix it, and they had to move a rock 10 feet, and it had it took 72 hours to render. Okay, this is literally taking planet Earth and rendering it and putting it out to people in 72 hours. So Bungie updated their system so that I could do it in 12 hours, Sarge. They could do the entire Earth in 72, and Bungie can move a rock in 72. That's amazing, Bungie. You should be proud of yourself. Okay. We, we had to ask, though, what happens next after the project of that size? Will we get to see more games that tackle Flight Simulator-esque world-building again in the near future? He says, first of all, yes. We will see more projects of that scale. I think what's going to happen is if you're going to start to see specializations of value chain. Uh, I've often said, for example, that the world of Red Dead Redemption, this is a perfect example. I didn't know he was going to say this. The amount of effort that Rockstar put into that and to only use it for one game almost feels as a waste. Okay, it almost like you want to build the entire world and then have multiple games in that world. 
I could see a company emerging that only builds worlds and then other companies that can just lease or rent out the world for other games. Look at the game like Cyberpunk. Part of that cost of the building of the game was building the whole world out. What if it's someone else built out the world and then you could borrow it like a like a back lot at the movie studio and, and had a live update version of your game? Okay. Some of these predictions may seem far-fetched, but they likely a lot closer than being reality than it seems. Holy shit, because I was actually going to say this. I was saying, talking to Sarge before this. I said, this is the title of this, and I want to talk about how if a company like Rockstar could get their hands on technology like this and make Grand Theft Auto World. Okay, those of you that don't understand what's happening here, they've created Planet Earth. Okay, inside this game. And he's talking about in the future that if someone like, let's say, Division wanted to just make Manhattan, they could just rent the server space from Microsoft, okay, from the cloud and create Division just in Manhattan on their blank canvas. And then if they wanted to make Division 2.1 in DC, they could just take over DC and use the same map because it's already created, okay, and they could just add to it like a backlot of a movie studio. Okay, so think about what Rockstar could do with Grand Theft Auto, with Los Santos, Liberty City, Vice City. They could literally make Grand Theft Auto universe or world that we've been talking about for years on this show, which the, you know, um, I forget the, the owner of, uh, of that, right? That, that is insane. What do you think about this technology, right? 72 hours, Sarge, they can render the, the whole entire planet Earth. On cloud servers. <clears throat> it's the direction that we're going to end up going. If they're able to be able to use mega servers to create worlds and then basically rent out parts of the world for people to use in whatever game they're creating. Right? Not, not only does it cut down on development time because they're sharing resources, but the scope of the game's becomes incredible but also we were, we're talking to some serious bandwidth so there's no way you can have those type of games without there be free-flowing gigs going to households you right. can't tell me all of Dad a sudden that my house <laughs> you can't tell me all of a sudden that my house can't get it it's just not possible the wires can't handle it or the or the router can't handle it meanwhile you want to try to sell me these giga map world games that costs millions to create and you're going to tell me that i just can't run it from my house you know that's a lie you know that right. it, eventually the bandwidth going to your house is going to have to be free-flowing like water well we'll see jeremy let me answer the question the problem or your, what you said the problem is that the ai needs to fill the massive world with interesting things to do in the way behind the ai to create the world yeah but what what, what we're saying here jeremy is that that the company now doesn't have to worry about if and the reason I give division is they had to take development time to create the city of Manhattan. They had to take development time to create the city of D.C. Right. And then once they're done with that game, they don't use it again. Hence why they used Manhattan again, because they already had the assets built in division one. Right. They just got rid of the snow. The developers wouldn't have to put any time into building environments like that. All they would have to do is focus on building actual content within the within the the realm with the ais so the actual companies would have more time to build the stuff that was the meat and potatoes of the game 
instead of building the actual structure world. of the game, of the world, right? So dev time would be cut in a third or a half, okay? Depending we, depending on what kind of resources they have, sure. Right. To, we, right. I, I don't know. I don't know all the ins and outs, but Obviously. I know that if somebody, if somebody had the world already made for me and all I had to do was fill it with the stuff that I wanted to do, it it saves me time. Right. And again, I'm taking division as specific. Obviously, Destiny is not on planet Earth. I mean, it is, right? They could use Russia as the Cosmodrome or whatever. But I, I use division as that. That's a good point. But doesn't mean that the, everyone needs to start using the same engine. No, no. I don't think it's... I don't think it's the engine, though. They would rent that cloud server. They would rent that cloud just to beam it to them. So I don't know. It's way above my pay grade, and I get paid zero. So uh, they, they, the way the, the engineer, the creator of this game, the way he's talking is that basically, in perspective, he, he broke it down as, as a backlot studio, right? I already built this studio for you. Who else wants to use it, right? Like Star Wars built Tatooine. They can only use that for Tatooine unless you have a, a, you know what I mean? Right, no experience necessary. That's true, George, right? We've already found that out. That you can work for Amazon with no experience necessary. So I don't know. I think it's really cool technology as far as what, what they're trying to do with uh, with this cloud service stuff. All, all I keep hearing, though, I said it in chat already. All I keep hearing is we're going to do advanced AI. We're going to start tracking your habits. We're going to have cloud-based servers. That our, that our information goes across the entire world. We're going to have all this information transferring back and forth. All I keep hearing is Skynet. That's all I keep hearing. Right. right. That, that, all that to me leads into Skynet. The, the shit that's supposed to be a sci-fi fantasy is, 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 is starting to head down the road towards reality. Well, what they're also trying to do with this flight sim game is they're trying to move the whole game to cloud servers. Meaning if you want to play it because the reason they're doing this is because of Project X Cloud, right? So if you want to play Flight Sim on your phone or iPad or tablet or uh, whatever, whatever device you want to play it on, you'll be able to stream it from the cloud. Meaning your phone, your iPad, your tablet your, is not taking the processing power of the graphics. It's all being streamed from the cloud to your to your device. So it will have great graphics because it's all coming from the actual servers that you're, you're streaming from, which is kind of which is kind of kind of crazy, right? And with a game like that, latency is not really a big deal because you're not doing like P PvP air flight, you know, battles and stuff like that. Yeah, right? Step step one is to make all the games digital. Right. Step two is to have a service. Step three is to get rid of the console altogether and right. you're just streaming it from your house. Right. Bring your own device. Yeah. BYOD. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's, but that's exactly. what it is. Exactly. Uh, but, but that's what it is. That's not. That's not a. That's not a. A, a guess. Can like, you, why would? Why would they make a system if they lose money on the system? If I don't have to make a system, and it's cloud-based gaming, all I have to do is give you a, a, a device that can actually beam the game to your to your device, whichever device it is, then you don't need hardware. Right. 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 So. Well, this All it is, is whatever device I have, I'm paying a monthly service fee. I'm playing the best game with the best graphics because I don't need the hardware. Well, this is why I said the Xbox is not playing the same game. I've been saying it for years now. With this Project X Cloud and with the, the technology they have with Flight Sim, I know people look at Flight Sim and be like, eh, it's an airplane game. No, 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 no. The technology that's made for that game is going to expand what games are like. Okay? Th Step one. Th think about this. The flight sim's a VR game. You could put a VR headset on and go around the world, okay? So if someone makes another game with the engine and use the cloud server, you could be anywhere you want 
in real time in VR. Now we're talking next step VR stuff, right? Now we're talking yep. next step VR stuff, but we're still way off from that. We're still way oh, off yeah. from that. But, but all the but all the pieces are starting to come into play, right? Right. Cloud-based gaming, no more hardware, service fees, massive servers across the entire world, bandwidth is expanded. Where, where do you where do you go from there? Right. Well, you, Reece, know, where you, you, you know where you're going. Reese, to answer that question, yeah, they lose money on hardware, right? But think about this: like Xbox only sold 78 million uh, units for Xbox One, right? They had to put money into that to make the technology to then sell it, and then there's still ones on the shelf that they didn't sell. That's what they sold: 78 million. PlayStation only sold 144 million. Now if they can charge you $14 a month for Game Pass, which Flight Sim is, is on Game Pass, right? Okay. Now they're getting $14 a month from 3 billion devices, right? Potentially everyone on the planet Earth can play and they don't need to own an Xbox. They can literally just pay for this service and bring your own device. I have a phone. I have a, I have a, I have a tablet. I have a laptop. You already paid $1,200. You already paid $2,000. You already paid $5,000. You already paid $700 for your TV. They give you a, a, a 20 cent thumb drive to stick on the back of your television. What did that cost them? Okay. And, and you're paying a monthly fee. You're pay, they're making more money hand over fist now with this. It's a much better, it's a much better business strategy on their part for, on their part, for our part, you're like, Oh yeah, I don't have a controller anymore. There was a patent that just went through. You can now use your Xbox controller, okay, on your on your devices. Your Xbox and PlayStation and Xbox controllers can now work with your iOS devices. Right? That's one more step away from owning a system. I, I don't even think I'm gonna buy a Series X, right? I think I'm just gonna wait till they just give me the thumb drive that I have to download into my brain, and then I'll just I'll just play that. My earlobe will be the control system. I'll be on stream doing this. Right? Just playing. So yeah. Well, all I know is if you take, we'll lowball it. Let's say we just take 3 billion people. 3 billion people got a device that they're playing games on. Right. Just, just half half the world. What about if it's 3, th billion, 3 billion, 3 billion times $15 a month. Here, how about this? I mean, how about 3 billion people, it. 3 billion people at a dollar a month. It's still $3 billion a month. Okay. Do mm -hmm. you see what I'm saying? That's more money they would sell if they made a game, did the production, got the car, got the got the scene, did this, and it took them two hundred million to make. They're gonna make a million dollar, or a, a, they're gonna make a maybe one billion dollars in in a three year span off of one game, or they make a billion dollars a month, twelve billion a year. You know what I'm saying? It's absolutely. Well, it's, so let, let's let's look at it from a developer standpoint, right? They can't pump out games like they used to. No. Game time takes three to five years. Yeah, three to five so years to make means, a good game. That means that means that means a studio maybe makes two games in a decade, maybe two games in a decade. One studio. Right. I don't think that's financially solvent enough for them. They can't just wait. They can't just make two games. They got to figure a way to make more money. Otherwise, how how are we staying open? Right. Right. How are we grow? How are we growing as a business if the development team can only make two games in a decade, and that's if they're good, possibly. See, I didn't, that's I didn't, why they that's why they need more studios guys that's why everybody's buying out everybody else what about the next story mike borderlands 3 developer gearbox purchased by who yeah uh empire in, in, what is it called i forget what that what the company's called i gotta look it up 
Yeah, uh, em- and that's why em- they want more. The more studios you have under your under your belt, Embracer, the more games you Embracer can pump group. out. Embracer group. The more teams you can pump out. And we know that if Borderlands Three developer Gearbox was purchased, we know Randy Pitchford got their, got his pie, and I think he's done. Well, they said they're still. Two K said they're still publishing games for for them, so they're still they're still teaming up with them. Um, but let me read the story here. Uh, well, Jeff Keighley, uh, welcome to Gearbox. Is this the? No, that's not what I want. Yeah, so Gearbox sold for one point three billion dollars, one point three billion to Embracer. Uh, the Embracer family Gearbox is theirs now. Um, they they. Uh, 1.3 billion. I bet you Randy Pitchford owed a mafia member some kind of money, and he had to sell his. He had to sell it off. I mean, that's just my speculation, but uh, I think something something along those lines is why he sold. Uh, let me uh, let me find the actual story because I'm looking for it. Hold on one second. Uh, Gearbox. That's the story, but that's not that's the wrong one. There's is there another story about Gearbox in there in our that was submitted? Because that's just a tweet from Jeff Keeley. And there's no like link to the actual. Uh, here it is, got it. So Borderlands Three developer Gearbox purchased for 1.3 billion dollar by Embracer Group. Uh, the first report by VentureBeat Gearbox Entertainment will be acquired by a Sweden-based Embracer Group, which, at time of writing, has over 5,500 employees worldwide. Gearbox Two Studios in Texas and Quebec City, Canada, will be added to the enormous roster of employees. In the wake of acquisition, Gearbox has plans to expand in both internal studios and will be looking to develop both existing and new IPs going forward. However, it has been confirmed by 2K that they will continue publishing the games of of the Borderlands series. Now, in a statement sent to GamesRadar, 2K's spokesman said, As proud publisher of Borderlands franchise, we are happy for our partners at Gearbox, an exciting new chapter for their organization. The merge does not change 2K's relationship with Gearbox, nor or the role as the publisher for the Borderland IP for any of the projects we're currently working on with the studio. We look forward to continuing our long-term partnership with this incredibly talented team and delivering many more exciting entertainment experiences to the game fans around the world. Meanwhile, Gearbox co-founder Randy Pitchberg commented on the deal with Embracer. The feeling at Gearbox is that we're just getting started with this transition and is merely a, a stimulant for the talented of the employee-owned company, but prop, uh, propellant for exciting future uh, we have planned. It's been confirmed that Pitchford will retain his role at the Gearbox software and position he's held since he held back in 1999. Gearbox software is just the latest in a very long line of acquisitions by Embracer Group over the last few years. The company acquired THQ, Nordic, Coke Media, slash Deep Silver, Coffee Stain AB, Amplifier Game Investment, Saber Interactive, and more. According to the original report from VentureBeat, Embracer Group now has 57 internal game developer studios spread out across 40 countries. So they they make uh, Snowrunners and Mudrunners and stuff as well. They, Saber Saber um, uh, Saber Interactive. So they I I'll be honest, I didn't even know who Embracer Group was. Right, I knew of of the subsidiaries inside Embracer Group, but I didn't know Embracer Group. Now I do. Right now, I do. So this is a huge acquisition here. Now, I think it'd be funny if uh, Embracer got picked up by uh, Microsoft. <laughs> just, Microsoft just Microsoft's gonna buy someone. Um, so I so it, it it does say that he's keeping on his job. So Randy Pitchford's still staying with it. Here's the thing: with all these acquisitions, all these different companies, there's a lot of different 
I feel like this is like the NFL draft or the NBA basketball draft, right? Like all these big companies are grabbing different people to, to get in jockey into position on and to, to have a good team going into the future of what, what's happening here, right? They all want because, their because they have to have a certain amount of games out to make it viable for the system to work. Right. You have to have enough you have to have enough developers under your belt to make sure that you've got a game every year. You've got to have a game every year. And if it takes three to five, that means you got to have at least five five developers. At least five developers working on games. Yeah. Otherwise, how does it work? Right. Well, that's why EA comes out with like 12 to 14 games a year. Right? And that's why they have games of service. That's why Warner Brothers, last week, we did a report that they're changing all their games to live service games. Right? Imagine that. So they're coming out with... I would say like four to seven games in the next two years. And each of those will have live service games, right? Because they can't make 14 games a year like EA or Activision. Okay. So they have to make less games, but take longer and make more money over time. Right. And that's, that's the, and, and that's what they're doing. Gas games make money. That's right. So get your wallets ready. Get your wallets ready. Buy those microtransactions. Um, what else here? Oh, I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for them to do the statistical data. Um, we have to let this happen for like another year or so. I'm going to want the statistical data from how much a gamer spends yearly from 2017 and what they spend in 2022. Guaranteed. Doubled, if right. not tripled. Guaranteed. All right. So here's a here's a story I didn't put in the, in the, in the Discord because I, I wanted to not have anyone look at what the stats were. Okay. This title is the highest selling games developed by Bioware ranked. What do you guys think is the highest Bioware game sold? And how many do you think it's sold? Okay. Sorry, just take a Bioware? guess. Bioware with their titles, right? They have Mass Effect series, Dragon Age series, Star Wars, The Old Republic. They have mm. Boulder's Gate. They have uh, Anthem. Are we talking about units? We're talking units sold. Units sold. So, uh, a series or just one single one game? One single game. What's the most they've sold? Mass Effect 2. Okay. Not not the right answer. That's not the most sold game? Nope. Okay. What do you guys think, chat? What do you think is the most sold Bioware game ever? trying to remember all their games it's kind of hard. i just i just i just i just i just named like pretty much every single one they well, have it can't be dragon age it's they have they have mass effect they have dragon age they have uh star wars the old republic boulder's gate uh like the boulder's gate series they have anthem they have the mass effect series and yeah so, i mean maybe maybe boulder's gate because that was, was a good role-playing game i would say but boulder's gate but I, I thought for sure mass effect would beat boulder's gate all right, so the highest selling from 10 to 1. Here we go. Number 10, Mass Effect, the first one, sold 2 million copies. Okay? 2 million copies. That's it. Mass Effect 1 sold 2 million copies. And that was a lot back then. Okay. Dragon Age Origins, number 9, at 3.2 million. Okay. Okay. Number 8 is Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. 3.2 million. Okay. They have Boulder's Gate 2 at 3.5 million. That's a lot for back then. Six is Boulder's Gate, 3.5 million. Hmm. Number five is Anthem at 5 million. 
Okay. And remember, that was a bust. It was a bust, but they had five million. Five million. Okay. Mass Effect Andromeda at number four, just over five million. But everyone hated the faces. Number three, Mass Effect Two, five million. Okay. It's just, but it's it's higher up in the five millions, right? Number two, Dragon Dragon Age Inquisition, six million. And number one is Mass Effect 3 with 7 million units. Now, that's not for one system. That's for all systems. That's 7 million units with all systems. And that's that. When, but when that year came out, though, that's a lot of units. 7 million units is a lot of units right. for the year that it came out. Right. So I, I was surprised by that. I thought it was going to be much higher than it was. Right. I like someone put. 50 million right like i thought it was going to be up upwards up there right and, and the reason i brought this up is because there was a there was an article I, I talked about earlier today right and they said that spider-man miles morales was a staggering sold a staggering 4.1 million okay and oh it's not staggering well it is for the article it's staggering right and everyone keeps telling me well it's only for playstation it's only for playstation 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 so it's good for playstation right and then Marvel Avengers sold 3.7 million, roughly, and that's a bomb. That's a bomb. Right? But but 4.1 staggering. But 3.7, that's a bomb. Bomb. Right? And I thought you that see was how, you, you see you see how this goes, right? Right. right. It's it's to me that was that was funny. I was just like, so the difference between successful and what? And then I looked at some of these, and these were all successful games. All of them. That's good. That's correct. All of them were successful. Okay. Going back to Mass Effect 1, 2 million copies. 2 million copies, and it was sold well enough that they made a second one, right? You see what I'm saying? Yep. Which then yep. they made a third one. Okay. Number 2 and number, number... Mass Effect 1 and 2 combined sold as much as Mass Effect 3. How many, how many, how many copies of, of, of Mass Effect 1 was sold? 2. 2 million. Mass Effect 1 was 2 million, Mass Effect 2 was 5 million. And Mass Effect 3 was 7 million. So 14 million total for the whole series. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, listen, $120 million goes a long way, bro. Well, yeah, 2 million, right. Mm -hmm. Right? So, and to, to me, everyone thinks, I don't know, everyone thinks that because a game only makes like uh, $2 million or whatever, or two, sells 2 million copies the first week, they're like, ah, that's a shit fest. Like, just put it in perspective. If I could sell anything with 2 million copies, I'd be fucking amazed. Okay? To put it in perspective, I but just there, I it, just it surpassed I just surpassed I think 40,000 views individual people on YouTube, okay? 40,000. If I could get 2 million, that's that's a, that's a that's a goal, right? That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Okay? That's a lot of money for 2 million copies sold at 60 bucks a pop. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it is. I, I just thought it, I, I just thought it was interesting. I, I wanted to put it out there. Okay. Uh, what was that story? That was ten o'clock. It was like ten o. It was like ten o two, and that was uh, Bioware. All right, and this last one. I know. We, I think you watched it. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up. This is on YouTube. This is a video. I wanted to squeeze this in with the cloud service game, right? Because, but I missed the opportunity. I forgot that I had it. Okay. This is a game, probably one of the worst names of a game, but this is called Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator. Okay. 
And this is a game that shows a lot of people on the screen. Okay. A lot of people. That's the, that, that's the hook. That's, that is the hook. Okay. This is a one continuous now. Maybe Ori and the Blind Forest director will get mad at them because maybe this game can't do this. And yet they're showing it it can do it. Okay. And he might call them a snake oil salesman because there's a lot of fucking people on this screen. There's so many people on this screen. I believe there's 3 million individual people on this screen as they're fighting, as this camera goes across this battle scene. Okay. Which is just absolutely nuts, right? There's a T-Rex. It goes across the, the board. It goes into different eras and different things. This is insane. There's just constantly people coming across the screen for this battle. Yeah, but what they don't show right now is the computer that's running this is on fire. <laughs> well, the reason I wanted to bring up with the cloud server, if this was on a cloud, your computer wouldn't overrun, right? And it could handle this. Okay, look, ducks. You got ducks. But the but the server where the game is being held, the building would be on fire. Right. Like no matter no matter right. what where no matter where this game is being rendered from, it's rendering three million fucking individual people. Okay. It, yeah, a server could run this no problem. Right. So again, I don't know if this, but look at look at how many fucking people are on this thing. Okay, and it just this this seems like a fun game to play. Have a good one, RB. Characters on screen, okay. Look at the piles of people. I just want to say, okay, Battlefield's going to come out, and they're going to announce that we now have 128 people on a server. And this guy's got, one. I'm sorry, 1.3 million people. It's not 3 million. 1.3 million people on the screen fighting. And Battlefield's going to come out and go, we have brand new technology. 128 people can play on a server. And I'll be like, I just watched the game that had 1.3 million entities on the map. And you're telling me 128 is, is as good as you can go? As good as you can go? I'm still waiting for the hook. I can't wait to hear what the hook is for that game. What 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 hook? Well, both of them, actually. Besides having 1.3 million people on the screen as the game is the game good? Is it like an Age of oh, Empires? I have no idea game? if it's good or not. I just and then and then the Battlefield game. We've already talked about it. What's the reason to buy it? Somebody sell me the reason to buy it. To buy if it's not if it's it's COD is COD. So what? Why do I want the new Battlefield game? What is the hook for the new Battlefield game? Right. Well, one hundred twenty-eight people. Does that sell you? It's not. It's not a question about who's on who. How many people are in the game? It's a question of what happens in the game for a team-based tactical shooter. Oh, I get it. I'm just trying to sell you on stuff. Like, does the the 128 people sell you? Is that is that a thing? I just I just find it funny that they they they're like, hey yo, we got 1.3 million people. What what does your game got? Um, it's got microtransactions. <laughs> it's it's just funny. Uh. Oh, I, I forgot to tell you, Sarge. Fortnite, Fortnite's hitting up another another one of our childhood things. This is a, this is a good one, okay? Transformers. Close, close. You're just GI Joe. Joe. That's correct. GI Joe is is in Fortnite right now. They're they're selling Snake Eyes in there, okay? They have they have GI Joe in Fortnite right now, um, which I thought was pretty funny. And other news. Epic Games is officially the most popular gaming brand in the world. Okay. 
I don't know what stat that's that's given if if they interviewed people from know. like ninety nine yeah. to twenty. Maybe I have no if, idea. Maybe if you have the epic if you have the epic downloader on your computer, maybe that's why that's how they count it. Uh, let me see. The company had a number of smaller hits under its belt upon truly breaking ground with the Unreal late in nineteen nineties. Throughout the following decade, Unreal spins off. Uh, boy, thanks Chinese holding. No, it doesn't. Re- Curious about the world's most popular consumer brands. UK-based publication, Business Financing of the UK, used Google Keyword Planner to determine the most searched brand in every country. And in about 190 countries, Epic Games is the dominant game brand in 141 countries, ranking 4.7 million searches. The publication found that Nintendo sits second place, dominating 24 countries with a total of 3.1. Yeah, but okay. That's a little skewed, okay? Because... Typing into Google Fortnite brings up Epic, right? And Fortnite's a very popular game still. It's in a downfall, but it's still like they have Avengers in there. They have G.I. Joe in there. They have Halo. They have God of War. They have all these brands. So I don't want to say it's the the best known brand. It just means the people that they're, I guess, I mean, obviously, sure. I guess it's the best known brand. But if I ask my mom who Epic Games is, she's going to be like, I don't know who that is. You see what I'm saying? But if I say Microsoft, she'd be like, oh, I know who Microsoft is, right? If I say Sony, they're going to be like, oh, I know who Sony is. But then I don't know who Epic is. So I, I think it's a little skewed on the on the, on the the way it is. But you know what I mean? Well, maybe they're talking about people that actually know it. I get Well, they're just taking Google search. They're just taking a Google search. <clears throat> one, of the, one of the stories I think you should mention, we don't have it here on, on the list, but there's a thing going on right now. There's a lawsuit happening. I can't remember if it's Steam or if it's another company. I, I got what's it. Happening, it I got what's it. happening is is that they're being sued. Are, they're... People are buying games using VPN outside of their country because they can get the game cheaper in a different country, right? So even with the even with the with the with the transition of money from one currency to another, it was still cheaper to buy the game, like let's say in the Ukraine. Than it would be to buy it in France. Correct. So the guy in France uses a VPN, and he buys the game digitally in Ukraine, right? Because it's cheaper. And then he can't run it. He can't run it in France because the coding on it says it's from Ukraine, and so right. he's not allowed to run it because he bought it in Ukraine. He can't run it in France. Lawsuit because, see, the companies want. They want worldwide sales, but they don't want you figuring out how to get the best deal. So if I buy it in Ukraine, I have to activate it in Ukraine. That's what the that's what the lawsuit's about. Right. Is, is that I can't use a game, I can't use a game that I bought that's outside of my country. Sounds weird, doesn't it? Yeah. Sounds weird. It does sound weird, and and you know they they they've been caught raising the prices for certain for certain games. That's, that's and, correct. And, games games yeah. cost more money in certain countries than in other countries, so people are getting around it right. by finding the best deal. Yeah, because it's because it's a global economy, and we all know this now for the last decade or so, and so people are using VPNs because I can tell I can tell a computer I'm anywhere right, and so if I find the best price. I'm buying it there. Well, there was a game that, uh, chat, what was Miller playing the other day? That he was playing a Marvel game when we hosted him or ra- when we raided him. It was some Marvel game that's only out in the East. Or, yeah, yeah, the East. And it looked awesome. It was like a MOBA. It was a, it was a, it was a MOBA game, but it was based on Marvel. And you can't play it here. And you can download it with a VPN. 
Okay, but then as you play the game, the more you stay in the servers, it kicks you from there and, and makes you not find because they don't want you playing it, right? And it's just amazing to me because they, they know their market. Their market's over in, you know, in Japan and China and stuff like that, so that's where they want to keep it. But I thought it was strange. I was like, man, that game's awesome looking. It's really cool looking. I would really like to play it. Marvel's Super War. That, I think that's what it was, Cribsy. Uh, yeah, let me see if I can find this. Let me, let me see if I can find uh, what, what, what this looks like. <clears throat> is that what it is? Marvel Super War? I'm surprised there isn't a mobile game that has Marvel. Doesn't that make sense to have Marvel game with that was a MOBA? Like, yeah, like League of Legends? Okay, wa watch this. This is this is one month ago. This is this is a this is the game. Okay. The the animations on the characters, like the, the they look beautiful, right? You got Adam Warlock on the screen right now. Uh it looks fantastic, right? <clears throat> the 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 modeling of the characters look great. Okay. Let me see if I can fast forward here a little bit. Right? Then you got Angel. You got Ant-Man. Right? These, 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 this is this looks amazing. Right? It almost looks like I play a game on my phone, okay, which is called Marvel Strike Force. Okay. Which is actually pretty damn good. You know, it's a it's a you know game where you're microtransactions. I don't buy microtransactions, I grind. But you grind in, there's Beast. Right, they have a whole bunch of characters, man. There's Black Panther. I would love a game like this. Like, why can't we play this here? Okay, and this reminds me. I said this on the on the uh, on stream the other day. I played a Transformers game back in 20, uh, 2002, 2003, when I was at Full Sail, where it didn't come out here. And the only reason we played it, it was on Xbox, the original Xbox. Okay, it was the best Transformer game I ever played. It was Generation One. Okay, G One Transformers. It was just like the 1980 cartoon, uh, instant transformation and stuff. It was it was amazing. I don't know the name of it. I can't look it up because it doesn't exist here. So I don't know what the name of it was. He his father worked for a company, got the game, brought it over, and it worked. Okay, um, you couldn't play online. Obviously, it was a single player game, but it was still a badass game. Look at the this is the, the animation looks good though. The, the, the cosmetics and stuff. This is what a Marvel Avengers needs to bring up with these with these cosmetics. You want me to spend $14 on some cosmetics? Then bring some motherfucking people in here that can give me good like give me a costume. Okay? Give me something to spend my money on. Some of some of these guys are awesome looking. Yeah, the animations, the animations and the sprites look real good. Like look shading, at this. Lighting, this is amazing. The lighting looks really good. Right? This is awesome. This this whole thing. Look, look, the person that you hate, Captain Marvel. She looks phenomenal. She looks phenomenal. She's got all her different costumes, her original, the new one. This is fantastic. Let me see if I could find somebody else, right? Cloak and Dagger. You got you got uh Colossus. You got Daredevil. And th these things are amazing looking. This is this is what type of stuff you want to see. I don't know. Licensing issue sounds like. Look at Doctor Strange. I can't wait for Doctor Strange if he ever comes into the. Uh, into look at it. Look at look at him. Yeah, it looks amazing, right? And he's got different costumes. This is the type of stuff Marvel Avengers needs to do. Crystal Dynamics needs to start doing this to the game, right? Yeah. By the way, guys, you know how many characters there are in the in the Marvel universe, right? So this can go on for fucking ever. Look okay, at Emma Frost. 
right? She's got her different costumes. This is a MOBA game. This is a MOBA game. Okay. Well, it makes sense because MOBA games have different abilities for the characters to level up that it fits perfectly with that. There's Ghost. There's Groot. Look at Groot. Groot looks badass. Different type of game. I, I would want to see these characters, but not in a MOBA, but in a different type of game. I would like this co these cos... Look, Crystal Dynamics should have taken this animated style type stuff and made Marvel Avengers this way. This this would have been this would have been amazing. This would have been amazing. Look look at look at this Hawkeye, right? Hold on, let me back up a little bit because look at this Hawkeye. If this Hawkeye doesn't come into the game with this costume and stuff, this is beautiful, man. Looks beautiful. And we can't we can't play a game. We can't play this game in the in the States over here. Licensing, probably. I don't know what it is, but it's 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 sad. Cause some of this stuff, let me see if I can look at look at the Hulk, man. Look at this. Look at the Hulk. Look at look at them. He looks badass. This is what I'm talking about, man. This is this is what I want. Imagine the Hulk playing Marvel Avengers like this in this type of game. Crystal Dynamics needs to like start looking up other stuff, man. Look look look. Let me see what else they have. Is there? Let me look at look at all the characters. Never mind it. They look at all the damn characters. Yeah, there's Jubilee. She looks good. Fantastic Four is there. <clears throat> Lady Sif. Let me see. Oh, Loki. Look at Loki, man. Look how badass Loki looks. How many fucking characters are looking at here, bro? Dude, they're, they're, this 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 we're, this video. We're in, we're in the 30s. We're in the 30s or 40s already. Well, I want to see if they if we if we get a cool. Oh, Magneto. There's Magneto. Look at this. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's 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 fantastic, man. This is beautiful. I don't even like MOBAs, and I want I want this game. Look at Mysterio. Watch this. He. Oh, we already passed the Mysterio costume was before that one. Hold up. Here's the here's the Mysterio that. Ugh, looks badass, man. What is the name of this game? It's called Marvel Super War. Polaris. You got, uh, there's, look, you got Rocket Raccoon. Come on, man. The animation, the animation alone. I want to see, I want to see, oh, there's Wanda. Look at Wanda. The animation, I would love to see a cartoon, an animated series based on this, right? That's a cool one. Oh, Spider-Man. God, I love it. I love the way it looks, man. It's so good. Crystal Dynamics really messed, messed up, right? Because I'm, I'm looking at these the, the way this, this feels and looks. And god damn, I would love to play a game like this. What Marvel Avengers is, but with this type of style of, of, of drawing and stuff like that. Squirrel Girl. Everyone's favorite Squirrel Girl. I actually don't know who Squirrel Girl is. I know people like her. I don't know if it's a meme or if it's actual. Uh, let's see. Well, one thing we know, she likes nuts. <laughs> hey -o! There's Taskmaster. Taskmaster. Uh, we, we, we started with him at the beginning of the show. Uh, we, got, we got Thanos. Look at Thanos, man. Oh, he's got the Infinity Gauntlet on. You got Thing. There's Thor. I like this style. Man, you know what I would love? I would love figurines. 
of this style to buy. That's what I would like. Oh, look at that door. God damn, man. The art department needs to step up their game inside Marvel Avengers. There's Vision. And there's War Machine. Oh, man. There's the Iron Patriot one. War Machine. Oh, my God. Look at that. Opposite Realm. Holy smokes. You got Yondu. It looks so good. God damn. We're going to leave it on that. We're going to leave it on that. Holy Christ, man. I'm telling you, I want to play this game. I watched Miller play it the other day, and I was just like, I, Ghost Rider might have been in there. I don't know. I There were there so many. There were so many people. Here, I'll tell you what. I'll put I'll put the uh I'll put the chat I'll put it in chat so you guys can uh, if you guys want to go look at that, you can go look at that that video. Um it looks good, man. Marvel Avengers needs to step up their game. I might I might do a talk about that. I might do a talk about that. The way the like they want us to spend money on Marvel Avengers, and I'm okay with that, but you gotta give us something to spend your money on. It's been six months, almost seven months. And when I go look at the, the Marketplace store, it's the same goddamn costumes that are there. And they're just like alternate generation. Some of those cosmetics are absolutely insane. Okay. I would throw money at the screen and I don't even like microtransactions. Okay. Thanks for the few minutes of depression. You're welcome. You're welcome, George. Anytime. Um, they're missing out on so much money, Reese. So much money. All right. Well, that does it. For episode 250 of Generation X Gaming is in the can. I do appreciate you guys coming and watching. The stream is over, but my stream is not over. Right after this, I'm going to go live and play some video games or chat a little bit. Uh, so I, I do appreciate you guys coming out. If you like us, hit that subscribe button so you know when we go live. Hit that notification so you know when we go live. If you like to see us live Monday through Thursday, we're over on Twitch. I'm over on Twitch on 30 and Still Gaming on Twitch from 10 o'clock in the morning to 2 p.m. Eastern. We're live here on a Monday through Thursday nights from 8 p.m. to midnight. We do this podcast 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, these All these broadcasts so far this year will be audio format soon over on audio, uh, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. But if you want to see any of this part that you missed, uh, it'll be up right after the show ends, and then I'll go back and I'll put the uh, the segments in there so you, you can skip ahead and stuff uh, for whatever topics. I do appreciate very much that you're here. Make sure you follow Sarge and Sarge McCluskey over on Twitter. Make sure you follow me over on 30 Still Gaming on Twitter. And if you'd like to help us out in any way, shape, or form and go above and beyond by hitting the like button and sharing it, you can hit that join button. It helps us out, and I appreciate it very much. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Take care, guys. They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.